Hey, we're doing very nice. You like that again? Sweet. Some call it marijuana. Sweet. Some call it sensory. Sweet. Some call it downstairs. And some people call it. Welcome to another edition of the Adam Dunn Show. I'm your host, Adam Dunn. I'm Dave Jarnick. And we are live in the studio. Live. With, with actual guests. You didn't even notice the overlap. It was good. No, but now that you now that you mentioned it five times, maybe we will notice it. We're good. Nobody notices. Nobody notices. We've got Brent back in the studio, and he's brought along Zach. So we've got the apothecary crew. Yes, sir. Happy to be here. It's awesome. Honored. And we got Odie in the studio. Who never wants Shout to come to on camera for no, some reason. No, he talks too much. We don't want him That's here. Right. It's okay. <laughs> That's right. The last time he that over talks, he cut butts in all the time. Yeah, but he kind of does have a story to tell. I mean, he is part of the, the, the story, especially with the apothecary guys here. For when we were walking around at uh, the uh, the Cowboy Cup. Oh, yeah, that and, was fun. And so we're walking around to the Cowboy Cup, and we're just having fun going to all the different vendors there. And we get to one concentrate vendor, and I don't even know how we got on the, the subject or something. We're, somebody was, it was probably me complaining that everyone was using like remediated concentrate. Oh, yeah. And it was just this bland, and you can just see it had no smell. Yeah. It was monotone, you know, no, no, almost no life to it. And I was just complaining, and this one guy just, Starts a conversation up with Odie and I, and he tells us that, oh, we CRC everything. Mm. <laughs> and, and, and Odie just, he goes to guns. I mean, you can just see him. He, he takes that fighting posture, yeah, you know, one, like, one like, foot back. He's just ready to go. One question. And, and they just thing? went, and he's just like, you obviously, I mean, Odie didn't say this to him because he's too nice. It just means they failed everything they've ever done. Exactly. And yeah. Maybe we should just. CRC at all, and then we won't fail. And you're like, great, and you will have no terps, and you'll have ruined it. Should have just chopped it in week four. Would have been the same outcome, you know. <laughs> Correct. Oh, there, you see, you, 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 I know you're being sarcastic, but there's some financial business guy listening right now in his car driving <laughs> yeah. down the road, going, "Huh? He solved all our problems." Don't do that. <laughs> Ooh, now we're talking. Yeah. So th this guy was just—he was adamant that this is what you do with it and Odie stood there I mean you gave him like 10 minutes to try to reason with the guy walk his way walk it back yeah, <laughs> like could or, you mean, maybe yeah, not everything but or yeah. at least just take him in the direction where he sees the light and he realizes that maybe we don't need to do this if it was actually I think you figured out or, pretty quickly you didn't need to talk to the guy is what I figured out like, okay yeah, and we're moving on well he was yeah. next door to James Bean he was no he was next door to you when you took over James Bean's booth oh yes the, the great takeover yeah during the great takeover <laughs> so that was that was it a coup or was it a we didn't do it a full, a full transfer of power we, we have this thing whenever we do trade shows it's like first thing you do well obviously you don't take a booth you just cruise around well this one we did have one but normally you cruise around look for empty zones 
set it up and then if just you be can, like pull a red wagon oh, oh yeah man. you just kind of go like what what are you talking about and this is our turf yeah it always works yeah. makes it more fun you don't know what you're you don't have no idea how it's going it always works until it doesn't because now we're no bueno at uh champs oh <laughs> come on charhoniac oh uh, yeah we got give this. me a, give me the give me some give me back in there they the graces the boot yeah, well, sort of. Yes. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> it was like pulling the pulling the wagon full of weed with the with the boom, uh, bumping tunes and selling seeds in the middle of the floor wasn't on there. In, in, <laughs> in, in <laughs> bang vendors' booths. They were kind of like, uh, we sell china glass here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is not. What's true. wrong? What? This is, this is not. No, I mean, is there a problem? So, so uh, big chain, big big stuff happening with you guys, right? Since the last time, I and mean, last time when you were on, you hadn't. You were just starting to build out the place, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'll give you kind of the, the so, timeline or the rundown. So Zach was actually running our Oklahoma facility, and he he uh, took a, a really, really, really successful harvest last year, uh, all sun-grown and greenhouse, and, and you know over 10,000 pounds of fresh frozen, really, really, really clean, clean product. Mm. And then the um, fist bump or something. Yeah, I mean, it, it was good. It was good. You know, it, it, it worked out really well for us. And then uh, essentially we were looking to do something similar here. Right. We our biggest issue is that we just didn't grow enough product to support our store's needs. And so we backdoored our way into this new farm here. Uh, when you say it's backdoor, it doesn't mean backdoor. Just, uh, just get no, it right. Get it right, guys. I meant, I meant, I meant, <laughs> family show. It's like, wait a minute, he backdoored show. into what? What's going on? We worked out a deal. We worked out a deal with this farm as they wanted out, mm -hmm. and so it wasn't like we needed to throw millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars sure. to acquire this facility. Is basically what I meant. Is that awesome. we kind of worked a crazy, interesting deal to acquire this facility. Facility, yeah. and then um, and then moved Zach out here to essentially start the same project. And you know, Zach specializes in regenerative farming, organic farming, Korean natural farming, awesome. and and really has changed our whole program. And with it, you notice uh, extreme increases in quality and yield and terps and flavor and everything mm -hmm. I, we were actually just down at the the farm today and checking out what we got we got a little greenhouse uh harvest coming up in the next couple of weeks and we were just going through smells and new turf profiles and the, we, we've actually started our own breeding project down there and oh. we've got yeah. a couple new unique cultivars that we're really excited about and so uh yeah lot, lots of fun going on and lots of changes going on here and we're we're, we're really excited about them that's how many how stores do you have now total in, in Oklahoma and uh, Colorado? We've got five in Oklahoma and four here in Colorado, nine total. Damn. And I'm ah, sure more and on And I there. remember when he, remember when he came on the show that first time? And we had one. the Denver store. <laughs> yeah. That was it. And I said, I, you know, this is back when I thought we were like a professional interviewing show. And I'm like, maybe <laughs> I should do a back, in, you know, pre-interview with him. And I'm like... Is there is there any topics you want me to cover? You want me to throw something out there to you? Direction to go? He's like, you know, I think if we can find someone, we might go into Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. Wow. Right? So we started talking about that. And I can still, my iPhone saves everything. It, you texted me on that Monday after the Friday to say, do you know somebody reached out to us right after that show and I'm, we're going to go down there and I think we're going to have processing, something. Processing, yeah, yeah, we picked up some processing deal. Two weeks later, it was like, we just signed a, you know, a mid-six-figure deal. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. 
Score. Down New to the studio Wild for West. the Adam Dunn Show. Well, it eats from here, but it's pretty much the Wild It was the Wild West of cannabis then. Now it's a little different, but it was pretty It's wild. funny how quickly it happens, too, right? It's like, yeah. Wild West, all right, now we're now we're looking to the next Wild West because yeah. we've already, now everybody's getting reined in yeah. hard. No, like, and it's hardcore. bad. I, I, I just <laughs> heard we're hearing all over the state today they passed some just really, really detrimental stuff. One is this pre-pack bill that's Uh-oh. essentially all cannabis is going to pre-pack. Yeah. And, and it's it, it gets even more ridiculous where they're saying it has to come in these essentially a three ounce package or less but it doesn't have to be in a single gram increment so it allows this loophole where it allows them to sell you a three ounce package and then you could still deli style it uh it's it's a joke and then there's another huge one which is actually going to affect what we have going on which is they just essentially banned cannabis events uh and there there's some reworks yeah it's, they were talking about it before yeah, I already know that. whoa whoa hard stop hard stop hold on hold on hold on back up i going they banned cannabis events. i haven't looked too deep but into it wouldn't it, start till next year it anyway. doesn't start till next year yeah, so that's it when i already knew that yeah it doesn't was... start till next year but but what <laughs> yeah. it is is you have to apply one you can't charge money for these events anymore and then two you have to apply for Again. Uh, a, a permit through Oma May. And if you know anything about what's going on at Oma May, they can't they can't handle what's currently happening, let Absolutely. alone they're gonna they're not gonna approve any of these cannabis oh, but, events. Wait, wait, no, 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 that's no. just that's totally fine with uh, it. You can't go to an event where they serve alcohol and charge admission. What do you mean? Of course But but one thing, one caveat to it's this It's crazy how they always try to like figure out how to hamstring you so hard that it's like like you know whether it's taxes you know not being able to claim your taxes not being able to to, yeah, to do any like charge at an event like that doesn't even it makes no like, sense like, at all so wait a minute so you want us just to do it like for free that's how yeah, we do yeah. it come in for free an eighth of weed is 120 you're not allowed to sell yeah, exactly. weed they can make money well, no that's you, that's they, they, they change they actually change the verbiage at the last second that will if you do get approved mm-hmm. through the OMA you can do micro sales you can something. do micro sales exactly which which would be really cool if if we can ever get to the finish line here, I don't. I don't believe mm-hmm. we're gonna see many events. I think all the fun is being taken out of the Oklahoma cannabis uh, scene. Well, that means it's gonna be even the best yeah. one this year. What <laughs> You're gonna, you you guys yeah. were the best. Year, uh, gotta it go hard. Yeah. Going it, hard. And and uh, Oklahoma had a culture about it. The the cannabis culture there is just incredibly active. I'm talking every weekend. There's 15, 20, 30 different cannabis events, and there's all sorts of fun stuff going. And nothing's on. going bad though, right? There hasn't been any like craziness no, gone down. No. So why would they? You know, they have zero reasons to say you can't have these events, well, but. It's just they, a way for the, they, like they fit, it's open season for the regulators on on all of us and that's every single uh, way they can they they take it to the like nth degree. They should go the opposite. They should be like, yes, you can have events. It's ten thousand dollars to have an event. Right. right. Give us money, and you're like, cool. You mean we can? Okay, here's ten grand. They just you know have a hundred events a year. They just made a million dollars, and they're like, that's great. You know. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, and then and then the, right. they just raised the fees. the The OBNDD, which is the Bureau of Narcotics, 
it was a $500 fee for this license. They just raised it to $2,000, you know, which again, is just, just really affecting the mom and pops. And yeah. it's just yeah. a lot of, well, they kind of came in a little low at the beginning too. They, did. That yeah, was they, like, they kind of fucked up by going in like, is that too cheap? You're like, Oh, well, I don't know what 18,000 people just signed up in like five minutes after you announced <laughs> it. Like how much yeah. I got we that in my pocket. 10,000 grows. 2,500, you know, right? Was there, was the, the dispensaries. Oh no, I'm talking about the fee was 2,500 bucks. You could put it on a credit. You could yeah. be a felon. You could put it on a credit card. Anything. You could do whatever you wanted. Was Anyone and yeah. everyone came. Yeah, of a course. Lot of, black <laughs> of course. It wasn't a, lot a hard of black sell. market. You know, it was like NorCal, you know, back in the day. 100%. You know? Yeah. Well, it was like oh, every, 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 Laotian, every Laotian crew and every the, Chinese. The Hmong. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hard. And they're they're wow. they're putting a, a a real spotlight on on what's going on there. You know, always on the news. It's only about the Chinese nationals and da 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 da. Right. And, and Chinese mafia, and they just really try to like uh, sensationalize this stuff because they 100%. already know that plays into what's going on in Oklahoma currently. Well, because yeah. it turns into human trafficking and all this shit, and they're just love. You know, to them, it's like, oh yeah, you see, you yeah, see uh, what cannabis does, human trafficking. Not and even I think none of us. I truly think no. the nail in the coffin was when when we when eight twenty didn't pass, recreational didn't pass this year, mm. and it really it really sent a message through Oklahoma like we don't want this cannabis, and now. The, the regulators are acting in a way uh, that's in a response Oh, wait a minute. Back that. up a sec. You guys had an opportunity to vote, or not you guys, but Oklahoma voted on recreational this yes. November? Yes. Yep. What was the... We uh, got trounced. It was a 60-40 yeah. Oh, you're I fucked. Believe. Just yeah. forget it. You're fucked. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I'm yeah. here for the International Wook Convention. That was, <laughs> that was exactly... That was their, like, uh, referendum. Yes. That was yeah. what, all it, they needed. You, yeah. yeah. That, that was it. Mm -hmm. And, it, yeah, because now they don't care because you're really... You're a true minority. No. I right. thought it was funny. I mean, I used to see on the some dispensaries there, they'd say, like, two-for-one concentrates. Oh. You know, $25 eighth of the greatest that we have in Oklahoma. Um your firearms must be openly, you know, sidearms must be out yeah. in the open. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's a different world. It, it, it's, uh, when I first got down there, down it that. was uh, it was kind of a culture shock. I went, before I was with Apothecary, I went down there. I was with another company. It it's ready? already, it's going to, it's heating up. Oh, Just okay. give it, it's going to vibrate. A yeah. Cool. Um, Wait a minute. Your boy doesn't know how to use a dab X. So don't let anybody use I it. I do. I do. <laughs> he keeps it all close to his chest. Oh. Sip. Don't, don't slurp. Sip, sip, sip. Don't listen to Dave. No, trust me. He's on white. You gotta, you'd have to turn it up if you you don't sip it. He's fine. Relax. Relax. <laughs> he knows he how to hit. He took the he advice. Does the guy know how to take a hit? Look at him. He knows how to hit a dab. I think he's got to go. No, this <laughs> is like the, the you you got to just get used to it for a sec or two. So, I, I when what I called that? you to have you come on. That was the papaya from Verde, actually. I actually brought I brought some CRC oh. uh, shout out to Chuck. I talked to yeah. Chuck this morning. He was he was. I br I brought some refer refined concentrate because I wanted to compare like uh, CRC and and actually this is a, a pretty interesting deal. This papaya from Verde is something that was filtered, but it's phenomenal. Yeah, like for for whatever reason, this is the one I kept at home. I, yeah. Have him smell. Have have Adam yeah. smell that as a papaya, has been around papaya for many ages. <clears throat> you know, and but it's it was still, run yeah. through CRC. Yeah, yeah, and so I wanted to, uh, an example of something that you know still, when you run decent material. Through, well, I was gonna say if you put something really good through it, it would, you know, cleans it a little bit and still, you know, 
still makes a really a really good quality product. We don't we don't typically CRC any of the live resin, but um, for whatever was reason, it just dark or something? Yeah, or? Whatever, whatever reason, uh, this product was was ran through filtration, and uh, and so it's interesting. I've been actually smoking more of it than I than I want to be, but it's really good, and I love papaya. So yeah. <clears throat> Well, in the end of the day, too, it's like if you can present it, because I mean, that's the unfortunate part is that people are so obsessed now with color and making it lighter. Yeah. And, you know, like real hash is never that color. You know, right. what I mean? it's 100%. always it's like that's especially because most of the time, like you were saying earlier about the four weeks. Yeah. I'm joking about it. But there's a lot of people doing six weeks. Six weeks. They're like five. They're just like they see the numbers. They go six times. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. We get an extra crop. That's but, worth it. You know it what yeah. I mean? It's white, but it's like 30 percent, you know, or whatever. It's super low. And um, to me, it's always just like even pulling them when they're when they're all milky. Like I, I'm just big on having a little amber so that there is that full spectrum full complex flavor profile etc you know and you still have even if it's you know caramel or whatever it's like to me it's just i could never see wanting to buy something based upon strictly its color but that's just me i guess i think that's a it's a product of the market right where yeah where some places don't allow you to smell, right? So you got to buy with your eyes. Sure. And and yeah, light or white or concentrate is going to sell over darker stuff, right? We've been we've been taught our whole lives, or not our whole lives, but especially with concentrate, like yeah. the dark isn't isn't always great. Mm -hmm. Sure. <laughs> yeah, and it, when I was when I was making laminates back in the day, it was always funny because that was to me that was like the the way I could just quickly test product without having to do much I'd like I put it into the laminator run it through come out real thin hold it up to the light and it'd be like how much can I see through it is how good it is you know sure. what I mean that was kind of how it and it was like tortoise shell looking and realized like, well that's fucking fire right there you know what I mean and then if it, but if you couldn't see through it you just knew there was tons of plant material so sure. it was almost like a way to to do an initial test yeah but I think it's gotten to the point right now where even the medications we take oh wow they're they're all refined mm. you know the food products we eat you know unless you're at a farm there's some form of process yeah you know, process that's, that's why we're all gonna yeah. die early because yeah. it's all the processed food and stuff oh and, that's a whole nother podcast but yeah it's there's it's bad well again, we, we, we made that on thursdays no but for for sure like i mean you guys are focused on organic which is great because 100%. that is the that will be what separates you from the rest you sure. know because at the end of the day like Without even trying, terps are better. The, it, what we were talking about also with Tim uh, McCormick from Cultured is, you know, he, from the from the flower point of view, like the cell walls are thicker. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And then they don't dry out as fast, and so you get that it re, it holds itself better, yep. ages better, cures better. Some weed doesn't cure at all because it's all just salty and dry, and then like <laughs> yeah. it, it looks beautiful. Yeah. It dries it, out, and then there's nothing left, and then you're like, eh. Well, there's no bounce to it, you know. What I mean? It's Nothing. like no it's, legs to me. What it, <laughs> no legs. I see oh, it as no kind of like, you know, when you're when you're force feeding your plants with with EDTA or you know chelates like that. Um, to me, it's like when you're like if you're growing, if you put a person on life support, they never do anything and they just they grow and then you feed them whatever through a tube their whole life because the plant's not really using any of its evolutionary systems to sequester nutrition, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it's like spoon fed basically. Yeah. 
but it's important for us, you know, because even within like organic cultivation, it seems like there's there is a lot of like tribalism with like the KNF guys, the Jadam guys, the traditional organic guys, the soil testing guys, you know. So we really try hard. I mean, it's really my um, sort of philosophy to take the best of both worlds or of all worlds within like organic cultivation and, and utilize it. We use the KNF. We do, you know, I we collect IMOs, do it that traditional way, the leaf mold with Jadam. Um, to lower cost and to always put in a, a, a cost-effective, you know, biological and nutrient-dense um, addition to our plants. But we also soil test and tissue test. Mm-hmm. And if we have to adjust numbers with organic mineral, you know, gypsum, et cetera, you know, um, then we do that. Because the one thing, you, the stereotype you always hear, obviously, about organics is people always question your yield or if you can keep up with salts and yield. But that's, to, to us, that's our answer to that. Is that you know, it's also different. What I think is also key is... What you figure out because you guys are hash makers too, so you understand this even sure. more. It's like you get a certain flower weight, right? And then you have a f- certain trike weight, and it's really important. Like, I've had stuff which didn't do shit on the yield, but all of a sudden you're like, dude, is and, so I, and now people understand it because they're like, it's you know, it is funny to see how breed how people are, you know, buying seeds now. It's like, does it wash? Yeah, does it wash, man? Does it wash? Oh, well, yeah, it's well, like, I don't know, how good are you, first of all? Yeah, but, yeah exactly. Like, how good are you gonna grow? Like, for <laughs> us, how what is a wash for you? And that's, 100%. and you see that all the time where someone's like, oh, this is a four five percent washer, and then you and oh, then yeah, and I got people claiming sixes and sevens, and it's just like, yeah, sure, you really are you mm. really okay, one time yeah. when Let's you see. miscalculated, <laughs> yeah, and your math was off, <laughs> your math, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but but you know, you're right, we're talking about like, does it wash and constantly, you know, it's Zach and I had this conversation today because we were heading down that path and we were in you know what it does is it really polarizes the strains that you choose right it's like oh how many different papaya tropicana gmo crosses can we mm-hmm. can we put together right. to make different turf profiles and it's in, in it's not as fun anymore well the b- other problem too is that the greasiest plants don't fucking right wash. they don't wash you, at all looking for the grease and, and so those those are like to me the the winners because that's what i want because that's the stuff that cures really well yeah it has it that, so it much has turp. It's, it's like oh it encases itself like it's the kind of stuff that when you peel your bag off you got like fucking shiny shiny yeah. resin on the side of your bag for sure compared to like some you know the stuff that falls off early and that's the thing is everybody now when they're testing they're doing their little test the and they're grit. like they're like yeah, it's great okay this is, you know and it's yeah. like oh yeah but you do know that those are the ones that are like they're they're notoriously leafier and kind of like more of a pain in the ass. Yeah. yeah, they were the ones that did that. Where you'd open the bag, you'd be like, "Well, all the good shit's on the sides, <laughs> and like yeah. the butt's still in the middle." But yeah, it, I, it, but we've had James Bean on past few weeks, okay, and he's been telling us stories about what? about growers in you know super secret locations in Northern California getting two grand an ounce because they are making their it's the you know, the crystal. It started at 1500 yeah. Then the next it week it was 1800 <laughs> And then the week after that, it was 2000 I was like, all right, I really would love to just, I want to see like a, someone set up a hidden camera when the guy actually puts the money on the table. Yeah, because yeah. I'm like, I, I got to see this. Even if it's 500 to 700 it's fi- still Well, 500 was like way above market. But yeah. like anything of 1000 oh, did you guys see the um, Two Chains, Sarah Silverman, Kyle Cushman show yet? 
Uh-uh. Oh, it's funny. It's uh, no, I've heard oh, it. I've heard Sarah about Silverman it. with Kyle Cushman, our friend Kyle. That's yes, cool. sir. Yeah. And it's oh, that's the, dope. Because it's on that most expensive show, right? Nice. And so they went for the most expensive weed, which, yeah, yeah you might want to. Oh, they went wanna, to Kyle to find I, it. I, saw, actually, I did see a clip of that. I haven't actually watched and it. He was saying he was claiming a thousand, so he was like half price, right? Oh, he was well, like, was it was it good? Really I mean, good. I don't know. I don't know. It's on TV, so you right, can never know. Right. And it was, uh, but it was funny because it was veganic grown, right? And yeah. uh, so Kyle was claiming veganics is three times more expensive. And I was kind of like thinking to myself, I'm like, ah, uh, yeah, this is, there, there's no way the to world. justify no. $1,000 an ounce on your cost. Yeah. You, you can only do it on the hype. There's no like, I, I sprinkle gold dust into the fucking soil or something. <laughs> it, was like a I mean? year, it was like a year or two ago. I think it was like Gage Green Group came out, was like a thousand bucks an ounce for this weed. And it, I mean... I, I mean, think they, I think uh, what I had heard on those was it was one of those, like, it was kind of like their NFT deal where they were uh, buying it off themselves and then kind of like, you know, for the hype. It was yeah, all for the sense. hype. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Hey, yeah. Adam, what? So you have something. Uh, let's do this. I'm going to give you 1500 bucks for an ounce of RBK. That'll then be we'll just release that. Yes. On, Ooh. you know, we'll no. make a social media thing. We'll have a picture of you from, hype, from behind hype, hype. putting down the money and be like, RBK sold for $1,950. We gave you $50 well, no, discount. 50 bucks more than whatever James Bean said the highest ounce was from California. Yeah, oh, 2050. Yeah. Just like we do that with Pinsky, how we always want to discount one at least one point better than his. You got you to do that. For every $2,000 ounce of rosin sold, there's a million $500 ounces of rosin being sold. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, crazy with that. That's one of the things recently, too. Like, it's been the opposite. Like, hearing prices like that for can for weed out in, uh, in Cali was like, what? And then to hear, and then when people hear prices here for rosin, they're just like, what? Like, it yeah. can't even be that cheap. Like, $9. Like, I mean, they're just hearing no numbers that are getting crazy. Like, I think the lowest I heard was 9 bucks now. And it's like, you're going like, really? Well, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> it gets, yeah, it gets cheaper in Oklahoma, too, sadly. <laughs> well, that's crazy. I mean, cheaper I, than I was nine? thought, yeah. Well, nine, I, I, I haven't, I haven't, I've seen plenty of like 9, 10, 11 for like food grade rosin or second yeah. press stuff. Sure. And then we actually just had some company drop off some samples, super rough, $3.50 wow. food grade. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it's just all bad. You know, yeah. it's, it's heading in an interesting direction right no, now. No, this was smokable out the door stuff that people were like wasn't well, even bad and i'm like that's scary you know that is scary. Yeah, so there's something going on just here. for a point of clarification for anyone listening when you say food grade you're talking chaz grade right instant chaz the bull oh yeah yeah instant chaz i mean this Not is just good. like this is just like it's, it's, it's second press or <laughs> yeah. third press or some, something that they're trying to sell you to put in edibles or inputs because because that's yeah. so popular now you'll need that, lots yeah. of q-tips if you're going to try to flour, no one's down no one's dabbing it. it's not meant to be down got it God, God, food. Oh, I see. See how slow on the uptake. Yeah. Talking it's about like it's confusing. Uh, it's Great. confusing literature, though. I mean, it's definitely a little bit difficult because uh, it's like food grade. You know, they're kind of switching it up on you. Usually, that's a good thing, and it's like, oh, that doesn't seem like no, a good no, thing. because you, yeah, food grade just sounds like it's safe, but it's not. Yeah, it's not safe. It's actually not the opposite. Dabbable. Yeah, it's probably full of fucking bullshit. Not opposite, dabbable. Now. All right, so take us through. So, CR. We know now CRC can be. Decent properly, um, I, yeah. And I would say, I would say, for the most part, CRC is not used properly, right? Though CRC came about to try to manipulate or fool the consumer, right? Because it it was taking something that wouldn't sell and turning it into something sellable. Now, I think uh, I'm not the one to necessarily. T 
teach you the science behind CRC, but I think there is something to be said that it has cleaned up the budget game, right? And there's all different types of medias to clean oh, it up 100%. with. Too. And I've seen some decent ones. Like I know people who've got like, you know, they're kind of putting it into their protocol because they're dealing with so much bullshit from so many different people that they're like, ah, kind of, unless it's fire, they grew it themselves. They're just going to do it because it's part of the process. But I would say the most difficult part of cannabis concentrate manufacturing is that every run or every batch is different, right? So one, one technique doesn't always work on everything. For example, we're dealing with all sorts of uh, questionable input material coming from people we're processing from, right? Or they're saying, yeah, we're all organic, but they sprayed yeah. something in flour that we we concentrate. And so and so what's happening is is we're getting in manufacturing, you have all these different processes and if if they don't work because of whatever variable they have going into it, it, it becomes really, really difficult because you're not unsure, you're, you're unsure of that variable. Well, what CRC did was it took out all the variables where it has this filtration process that allows for everything to look really good and crystallize. Mm -hmm. and, and those are two things that uh, were really difficult to achieve typically in concentrate manufacturing. So that's one thing that it did, you know, we, we and, the, and those two things would sell it, you know what I mean? Yep. Like that, that's like, yeah. Weed that has a decent smell sells, even if it doesn't get you high. Because, but if weed that gets you high that doesn't have a decent smell, you're kind of fucked. Because right. it's like you're like, dude, you gotta try. It. Like, Nobody it wants smells it. like shit. You're like, oh man, I'm it smells like cardboard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, but if you have stuff that's got really good smell and and it'll just, you know, yeah, I mean, I get rebought, <laughs> but yeah. it will get bought. Yeah, but I would say it's definitely cleaned up the the budget game where it's made the budget concentrates significantly better quality because you're not smoking w the stuff you the don't want to smoke. Yeah, exactly. It's almost Sprays. like when propane kicked in for the first time, it was like it brought up shitty shit and it brought down good shit. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like it yeah. wasn't. It was like the That's the, exactly great, what the great did. neutralizer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was like if you had really good weed, you probably would fuck it up. If you had really bad weed, you probably Improve it a little bit, bit better, but once you once you knew the thing, you're like bright orange. That's probably yeah, is, that pro, is that propane yeah. by any chance? Oh, well, just a little bit. I'm like, all right, <laughs> you knew right away. Yeah, you saw that American cheese color. You knew uh, right away. Exactly, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Really but we talked about this once in the past. That you know, I was going to uh, what was it? Uh, the the place in Boulder to get. They had that only did concentrate. They only did shatter. Back in the day, green is green. Mm -hmm. Was it green is green? Maybe. Anyway, it was in Boulder. It was Adam Weiss's place. Oh, yeah, it was oh. green is green. Okay. Yes. And could get quality concentrate. I would go in that every Saturday. I'd get my eight grams, you know, and I'd have my smoke for the week. I remember one week, I didn't go there. I went to some other place in North Boulder. Mm. And fuck, did I get <laughs> sick. You know, like oh, yeah. my lungs were on fire, like, and it didn't just go away. It wasn't like after I smoked it, it was gone. It lingered for months. Violated your soul. Months. And I heard roundabout months after that from somebody who used to work there that it was product that failed flour mm. and they didn't have remediation because this is 10 years ago, you know. Ouch. And I have no idea what I smoked. It's like we always, it's like James Bean's always joking about like, yeah, it seems like powdery mildew's gone ever since people started blasting, you know what I mean? Like, 20, like, baby. All, all of a sudden, there was Just no kidding, more powdery don't mildew. Use that. But yeah. yeah. 
people, you know, people still spray it, you know, people get away with it. I mean, that's the, the biggest thing is even with the regulation, you know, you just got like doing the concentrate. It gives us a, it, for me as a grower working with apothecary, being able to take that look in, it's, it's new to me and being able to see like, you know, you see what some other people are doing to their product because it's, it all comes out. Yeah. It all comes out. Yeah. You're like, Oh, look at this floaty. Look at it film on top you know what i mean like oil of some yeah, sort yeah you're like it looks kind of like oil it's yeah. like well i wonder why yeah so it's it's interesting man i think that's the biggest thing is is just if you're a grower and you have integrity um you you have to integrity you have to change that about yourself and, and tell yourself like you, you do not spray in flour regardless of what happens you know and then you do everything you can to um to do the preventative you know and, and it's taking the time it's doing the extra effort you know and then it's tough when you're when you're busy, but it, that's what it takes. Once you've run enough cycles, you realize like there's no there's no cutting corners, right? Like if you 100%. you put a clone in, like what I've learned over the years is it's better to, to if you see something in the beginning being a little behind everything else, it's like just yank the bitch out because 100%. it's just gonna drag everything else down with it a little bit, or it's gonna <laughs> yeah. kind of cut your fucking number. Like You'll pour, other pour resources into it, pour money into it just for half-ass yield or something you're just not satisfied with. Yeah, it's just you know it's like uh, culling is really important, and, and mm. also just your selection on your clones and on your you know your mom's obviously and timing. Yeah. Like there's times you just know it. You, you know it going in like if it's gonna be a good banger or not, and there's times where you're like thinking you're gonna somehow beat the system and like put a shitty planet is going to magically not, turn good it doesn't happen it never nope. happens it's always like oh yeah always that was a waste back that was, around that was a fucking waste of time i don't know yeah. why i did that but yeah yeah it's definitely so you know and i think in anything selection is key to everything right 100 percent. does uh can you screen out pm in the no. in the concentrating process i mean, I mean they say, yeah you could kind of wash it out first. yeah they claim like like uh uh Butane or hydrocarbon concentrate is a approved remediation for failed product, for powdery mildew, for all that. And unfortunately, that that is true. You know, uh, <clears throat> it's really one of the only methods that um, can essentially save your your crappy or failed harvest, if you will. Yeah. Um, but uh, we try to avoid that at all costs. I would know. say, you know, the one thing I would say to growers, because, you know, I know a lot of people struggle with it, um, but the main factors for me have always just been that if I can keep my grow at 75 or above, you know, PM's not really fucking around. Sorry, I don't I don't know if I've cussed you. Oh, know. shit. Oh, okay. Vinny, <laughs> fucking go uh, back and edit that fucking yeah, uh, Put it out. Yeah, he didn't curse enough. And yeah. so, you know, the other thing that's helped me along the way is, and it's really just important for how we grow, we always try to front load calcium. We wanted to make sure that in veg we're, we're reaching that significant level of close to or right above 5% of the tissue being calcium. Mm. And if you can get to that point, as well as using, I think, I think using silica is key as well, um, you know, from whatever source you might have. But getting silica in there, yeah, I, I mean, it honestly, makes it so it can't grab. Basically, it, yeah, right? it just seems to me like over the years that's really been the only thing I've been able to do because every year comes around and you know people start to struggle with it. it you know, it gets colder, it gets wetter, whatever the case may be. It's the, it's the swings are always the problem, right? So it's like, yeah. like you get the two different times right. of the year where exactly. like once you're once your ventilation is dripping or there's any issues like that, you're like, oh, right. fuck, I better start checking around. And it's, uh, yeah, it sucks because PM is one of those things where 
you, you don't have it. So you, so you think, don't think about it. And then all of a, you know, like thinking, oh, it's gone. I haven't seen it, but it's just so seasonal that, you know, yeah. you kind of, kind of, and, and I think you're right as far as the, no, I know you're right, but it's temperature wise is important. And then the and humidity, it, it's, yeah, the humidity it, swings is really what, what fucks you over. Cause right. you know, you know, probably what you were probably well, exactly what you're about to say. About well, the, yeah, exactly. When it's, I mean, well, the weird part is too, and it's like, like it's, it's counterintuitive sometimes because you'll, you'll think, oh, it's like this, it's because it's wet and cold. And it's like, no. not necessarily. It's like, it's because it went from that to the other way. It went it's, from it's really dry to really wet. So, yeah. you know, it, the it spores pass traveled. that zone. Yeah. It has to pass the actual like activation zone for the spores where you're like, right. it's somewhere in that zone. And if yep. it, you nailed it, you know, yeah, it's, it gets dry. They kick all the way around, then it gets wet again. And then they stick to every surface. And, and greenhouses are worse because of, of the internal system you have going on like you have a lot of transpiration going back whereas in a grow it's kind of like coming in one side going out the other and if you filter it coming in and put and keep it clean inside you can kind of regulate everything but yeah it's one of it's funny too because like every 10 years there's a new fucking plague right like now it's now we're like people like if you've been growing long enough you're like pm whatever spider mites whatever there's certain things that that don't even matter anymore those are just like those are nothing but then yeah hps your your heart sinks you know broad mites and and russets are bad they're they're pain in the ass too i mean they are but there's now russets is is further away further along than like 2012 when i got whacked with them the first time well because no one even knew that you could just go and get sulfur and that would have been sulfur just (laughs) jacks them up (laughs) that's the shit and you're like wow that was so much easier you can't use sulfur in colorado grows you know you can't use sulfur burners is what it is so you can use sulfur in in veg you just don't you're obviously not going to use it in flour so in veg in veg destroy them like just you get them to the point where they just look like they're encased in it and then they're like and you think oh they're gonna be they don't look so happy for like a day and then the next day they're wow they're so happy yeah it's (laughs) it's kind of a loophole in a way because i'm not sure what the stipulations are around um it actually being used as a pesticide but you know in a way it's a foliar you know because sulfur is is, is i mean the fact that they're pissed off about I mean, when, when when they when you start looking at the regs, there's something like spinozad. You're like, really? Yeah, doesn't make f- sense. Like, come on, we have, you know, how many fucking caterpillar shit has fucked up so many people's grows right. over the t- over the years, and it's yeah. so easy. It's like one do- one hit, boom. Well, you're like, you, you, know, you look at the ones that are approved, and some of them, you're like, really? Like, is that is that really? You know, is that good? I mean, I don't think that. Once again, I just don't think the regulators have that much of an education as to what works what doesn't no, they do work. whatever the lobbyists tell them exactly do. that's what and, it and, all is and they think i think they also fail to realize that we're not stupid and we actually would not use a lot any of these products in flour we're only using them in veg and they just look at it because they think oh yeah people are going to spray this right to the last day which yeah. you know and there, some, would. Un- some would i was going to say unfortunately there are definitely people who would yeah well, no don't get me wrong but yeah but, but in general test for it so just test for but it. i'm saying they should yeah. have it they should exactly. have it where they say these are forbidden Fuckers. in flour yeah these are not yeah. forbidden in veg and if they come and they t- check your place and, and you know again you shouldn't fail because yeah the tests yeah i mean and i think that's the thing at the end of the day and we all know that the, that there's just it's a nightmare with the testing labs as well so you know it can go either way um you guys have an internal lab that you do stuff with like your own we do we do or we've we've done in the past we purchased a, a gc and was doing just internal tests just for r&d purposes obviously yeah. you can't they, they no you can't they use them for anything they yeah. don't mean anything but just it helps yep. you save, okay, save time. You a like, shit ton of money because yeah. they're like 
Don't, All right, don't even waste your time giving that to them. Now yeah. they have some like techniques where you can do R&D stuff through the labs that you work with now, which makes it much easier. You can do these R&D batches and whatnot. Gotcha. Mm. Uh, but yeah, the, t the testing thing's a whole, a whole nother, you know, can of worms. I mean, yeah. right now there's this testing crisis. We see it every day. New MED announcement bulletin. An another person failed for aspergillus and microbial, and it's so common right now. It's it's crazy. You know, we're seeing the hottest grows in the state. Seven ten labs, boom, pop. You know, gets a gets a recall, and and it's literally happening. Is that every just day because they're tight? Is that just because they're tightening up the numbers and making think, it harder on everybody? I think so. Also, it, it's really the uh, the aspergillus testing that was just uh, kind of implemented at the beginning of the year, I believe, which which is on everything I'll and everywhere. I was just right. going to say, like, let's go with the thing that's everywhere so we can fucking really yeah. make some money out of yeah. it. Yeah, and there's no, there's no, there's no threshold. It's if it's there, it's One a fail. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah. And so wow. it's, it's, it's every, lots of people are failing right now. And then they're go, they'll go pull it off the shelves. Right. And I don't know exactly their protocol for testing this flower, but they'll go buy it off the shelves somewhere, yeah. which as you know, who knows how it was handled? Who knows exactly. how it was handled from well, the, let's back up just a minute. What is aspergillus? Don't come to my bungalow and tell me how to water my plants. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, it's, again, getting not a scientist, and maybe someone can answer it better than me, but aspergillus is a, is a form of mold. It's right. one of the most common forms of mold. Right. Uh, and, and there's a lot of types of it, too, right? 100%. It's not like, it's not like there's one Doesn't kind. Doesn't it so. also occur everywhere? Everywhere. Yeah. yeah. It'll show up everywhere. I mean, yeah. not well, on even and cannabis. Are, and and no are they using are they oh, absolutely. PCR tests? Because if they use a PCR to test it, then they can just find it anywhere. Yeah, and, and that's I, impossible and, to not yeah. find almost. Yeah, I don't want to speak on something I don't know truly, so I don't really know what, what they're using. Oh, but Dr. I just Mark. know it's a it's a crisis right now. I see yeah. it again every other day. We're seeing some new recall. And it's just really, like like we were kind of alluding to earlier, it's just really hard for me to believe that they're doing that um, to protect people because I don't think that's really why they're doing anything. It just is another thing they can hit people on. They can, you know, people have to pay more money. They have to spend more money. So um, if I go to the King Supers and there's some, I, I mean, there's none on any of my apples then is what you're saying? No, no go no. home and test. I think that'd be a good way to test it out. But I mean, I don't think we've been held. I think, I don't think food's ever been held to the same standard we are. I mean, I'm not a hundred percent sure on this, but I think heavy metal thresholds on food are, are, are much higher Definitely. than, uh, and pesticides as well, obviously than cannabis. So I don't, I, I don't think we'll ever, I don't think we'll ever see a time where our food is held to the same standard that cannabis and i don't is, i don't think it should honestly and yeah in my, I agree. in my reality considering we're smoking we're inhaling something right versus, versus eating something i feel like there's a huge difference right yeah you know i feel like some pesticides or whatever are fine to eat maybe <laughs> and well you know or to some extent i don't know you're gonna but let them get away with i that, just Adam? think you're i gonna... think with most fruits says and most people most people breathe it every single day <laughs> so yeah. it's like you know Absolutely. it's like okay uh, well that's interesting no yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I know that that's that's going on right now and causing all sorts of issues within the industry, um, and, and and you know again we're seeing we're seeing these recalls happen every day or every other day, which they used to be a big thing, right? Veritas got a recall; it was a big deal, and da da da. Everyone's hating on them, and now it's like every other day. It, it, it's like yeah. we're just move. You just move on. That's how no, nobody remembers the next week that somebody failed their whole grove. You know, no, there whatever. was a time when it was big news, right? Right. Like, right. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Now nobody cares. Nobody yeah. say PM out loud. He whispered. <clears throat> Don't say it out loud. But that furthers the point of why I believe 
uh, hash rosin, uh, there's been a rise in solventless concentrates is because with all these issues that people are facing and the solutions to those issues are sort of remediation techniques, like the cream's rising to the top, right? You can't lie. You can't lie with uh, with good hash rosin, right? You can't have a PM riddled grow or a grow full of mites, mildew, whatever, right. and go run it into hash rosin and now it looks and smells and tastes amazing. It's, you, can't, you can't do that. Oh, so rosin is your garden litmus test. If you're passing off good rosin, then your garden is clean. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and to, that's exactly what's going on. And so you really see, you know, who's putting out really clean product. You can't lie with the hash rosin. Shout out to a few of our advertisers. That's right. Hash House makes Dab Logic, and Fourteener makes some of the finest rosin I see on the market today. Absolutely. And in fact, I think it's sold. It is. Apothecary well, yeah, we, we, we process for both Verde and Fourteener. We do a lot of, we do their hydrocarbon because they do solventless in-house. And both of those companies have phenomenal grows, incredibly clean material, and they're incredibly consistent. Yep. It's in it, like, I just love those unique tour profiles. <clears throat> Look at that. Good folks. Good folks. All around, but you Dad guys Logic, were the first. Dad Logic's been putting out some of the best solventless for for before anyone else was. Yeah, you know, they've been doing a great job. Yeah, Julian has been on the show and we fight over it. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, we each. That, <laughs> I know. It's, now it's now just it's one okay. piece. That's yeah. it. We had to fight up. before it was a little bit. Yeah, yeah. that's when you know it's good. Exactly. Yeah. You know. No, he always. Fought. This this is what we got from uh, from them too. Nice. Those guys, I don't know, they kind of suck. Yeah. Yeah. You know them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and this was the that. question they so wanted me to that's ask. Our you. Mids, that's our mids uh, sponsor. Why do you, <laughs> why do some of your, uh, it's awesome. Why do some of your concentrates come in these nice little packages and some come in these like oversized packages well the oversized is the older boxes okay so you must hate it when you when you have to change it up and you're like we still got ten thousand yeah, of these yeah. fuckers we gotta do just yeah. work them in and so we're just, yeah exactly and this is this is some wax right and so all the live resin still comes in the the tall boxes but we try to avoid that at all costs we're such a waste we try it. to make a, a single gram compliant you can leave the facility with it just like this you know i know it's it great. sucks how they i mean that's the one thing i, I hate about some of the concentrate uh, situ I mean, the, granted, some of them are beautiful. You know, they be like, "Oh my God, look at this!" But it's so like yeah, it's wasteful, wasted. And especially if people like, yeah, the more popular they get, the means the more waste you've created. You know what I mean? Right. Like you go to somebody's mm -hmm. house, they got like four hundred boxes lying around. I hate that. Yeah. So when did you guys come up with the concept of I'm gonna have my garden and go straight to concentrate? I'm not growing primarily. <clears throat> for, I know you may have you have a little bit of flower, but. I mean, really, it's overwhelming. Yeah, it, it, it really started out of necessity, right? It's that we we started out with a very small grow in Colorado Springs, <sighs> and and the the thought the opening a dispensary was an afterthought. We 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 had always planned on it, but as we kind of grew our brand and we started processing for a bunch of different companies and we uh were wholesaling to a lot of different companies we were like well what what would the next step be and the next step for us was okay let's open up our own store but but if we're concentrate focused we'll, and we only sell our own concentrate and we really focused on providing that at a really affordable price we could drive enough traffic 
to have it make sense. It's like the homegrown fantasy of Colorado. Because there's you know a shop. What these means by homegrown fantasy. No. Uh-uh. I doubt it. Uh, there's a, so there's in so tell, oh he's gonna get to tell his story now, but it. That's where we met back in 1990. <laughs> so there's a, there's a shop in Amsterdam called Homegrown Fantasy. And when I first went there, it was like, it's where I figured out that these guys, because they didn't have anything imported. It was all their own. That's why it's called Homegrown Fantasy. Mm-hmm. So all their hash was homemade. All their, you know, they didn't, because most of the shops had some, you know, they have Moroccan hash and they've got some African weed and then they have some skunk, some skunky, some skunky, but these guys had like a full menu. And photos of the plant growing. And I was like, oh, wow. this is this yeah. is my style. And it's funny too, I, like, I think the first plant I grew in Amsterdam was uh, Afghan skunk that I got bought from there, got a seed in it. I was like, oh, that's, I'm gonna grow this. And I grew it all out, it was fucking awesome. Like the art, wow. like the perfect little plant, grew it on my balcony. And I was like <laughs> walking it back and forth in the house, like to the back, oh, I gotta go to the back cause the sun's in the back now. You know, it was like one of those plants where you're just like, <laughs> I am taking, I forced it, you know, forced flowered it. Cause in Holland everywhere, it's got street lights everywhere. So it kind of fucks you up. So I would put it in, in every night, you mm. know what I mean? So I was like, it was like, it was funny. It was, I even named it. And had a name for it. it was like, and it was fire. It was Meganopolis. My Greek, <laughs> my Greek, uh, Irish plant. Because I was like, "Hey, Meganopolis." That's awesome. Yeah, it's funny. Funny story. I'm actually Greek and Irish, but yeah. Anyway, yeah. There you go. Yep. Boom. <laughs> Fist bump. Look at that. <laughs> Last names. Uh, Powers. Okay, so you got Irish. There. Yep. I'm done. So everybody's like, "You're, uh, you're Greek." I'm yeah, like, and it's like, look at the complexion. <laughs> come buddy. on, come on. This <laughs> <laughs> nice. like an Irish guy. Come on. Yeah, no, my mom's Poulis and my grandmother was Eliopoulos. So. Wow, that's He's awesome. He's never going to finish the Homegrown Fantasy story. Homegrown Fantasy. Homegrown Fantasy. That's it, no, I was just yeah. telling him. It's like his his style. Oh, you're going to tell the story, which is how we met there. No, no, uh, Jack. We, we, we've told this a million times. I know, nobody but, yeah, but yeah, so so we, we, we start really just focusing on concentrate specifically. And, uh, and it was at a time where like live resin or live resin diamonds and live resin batter was the shit it was what it like it was the most popular it was hype it was what everyone was buying it's what everyone was flexing on instagram mm-hmm. and it was a it was a good timing situation there where we were putting out you know good diamonds or, or good separation cannabinoids like hcfse and htfses were going for 60 70 dollars a gram I know, it's and we we dropped them all at our store at I think it was twenty five dollars a gram, yep. and it was really, really, really good quality, really unique terp profiles, and it it was insane. I mean, the we would have you know lines out the door for these drops, and we would do all this unique stuff, and it it was a good time in history of of concentrating cannabis game, and you know as the markets progressed, we've had to continue to. Uh, progress if you will and you know we are our focus is mainly on solventless now but we still produce uh, a a good amount of hydrocarbon and still process a significant amount of hydrocarbon for other uh grows and dispensaries so so is there um does the material determine whether or not you're going to go with you know batter wax ambrosia diamonds or do you determine that? No, it's a, it's determined by the patients. So it's all based on inventory, right? It's, oh, we're running low on cart syringes vessels. Okay, well, we need to run this for cart syringes vessels, you know? And that's why I really do enjoy our live resin because it's not like, oh, all the bad product is going to live resin. No. That's not, in fact, uh, 60, a- 60, 70% of our grow is, is 
still being processed for hydrocarbon just to support all these different lines that we have, right? right. You know, again, the, our biggest mover right now is uh, the carts and the vessels, right? The we, the we have these one gram disposable vessels that we're putting out. They're made from hemp plastic and uh, they're probably our, our biggest mover. We put solventless, we put live hash rosin in them and live resin in A them. Whole gram. Whole, right? gram. whole gram. Yeah, whole gram. They last They last really long. They they hit, they're rechargeable. Um, they go really fast for me. I'm like, this guy's sucking them down. Constantly. Another one. No. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so it's it's all about uh, our needs within the store right. And, right. and what 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 we need to support the stores. And we have a really good idea, right, from month to month, how much, you know, okay, if we hit three or 4,000 pounds of fresh frozen, how we're going to bust it down based on our needs through our four locations. It would be like some strain-specific things that might work better for the, you might just know over time. Like, these are, this is going to have a lot of terps, so we'll just use that for fucking the carts. Yeah, exactly. This one doesn't crystallize. Lemon G was always one of them where, like, it just, it, it wouldn't yeah. crystallize all that well. Right. There's and certain so ones like, that just doesn't all, matter what you do. Decarb it, throw in, the crosses and throw in carts. They don't crystallize. There's a lot of terps, but, you know, I mean, and I think that we do, you'll see, you'll see every strain in both but typically we'll know which ones are not going to wash very well and a lot of those are like prized bho cart vessel strains that we have to keep around keep because yeah, the greasy ones work fine in bho 100 yeah. like they just those are the ones exactly like, and that's, I, it's all trapped in there you don't yeah and we I, yeah like i was saying earlier we went on this we went on this crusade where we're like if it's not a washer it's yeah. got to get out of the garden and now we're back to where it's like no if it's got unique terps and tastes incredible it's it's got a place in our in our garden right now especially with cannabis prices so low all right you know yep. you can just you can can be experimental right now. I mean, well, because because can. also you, the only way to charge more is to have that unique turf. Right. And as we all know from growing enough, that the best ones never fucking yield. Right? It's just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like <laughs> right. right now, like the that one, that's the one we gotta grow. It's like, yeah, dude, it's fucking. Right. It's that's what, you're like, oh, you get all bummed out because it's like, you know, obviously we want to have the best of both worlds, but you know, I it's. Oh, oh, even on the very first couple of things I ever did, I was like with bubblegum. It was funny. I named everything one through seven and seven was the biggest one was the smallest. Right. Mm. And it was like the biggest one was pretty much boof. You know what I mean? But it was like, <laughs> it, lo it looked impressive. It was like, holy shit. I was like, took a yeah. photo. I'm holding it like, a like, uh, you know, but, <laughs> the, but the number one was too small. And then, you know, in the end I ended up with the number three, but mm. you know, that was pretty obvious for reasoning. Like the middle bear. Straight down the, the middle. Mid middle bear. Just right. Worked out. <laughs> worked out right. Just right. And I will say that um, in the near future, especially probably on the other side of this season, we are going to be looking to dry and cure some flour. Um, we've got a lot of unique strains right now. And, you know, that's big part of, you know, obviously my history, my career. And I think that's something we're obviously seeing somewhat of a demand from is people looking to get some of our flour. And we definitely want to be putting some of our flour on the shelves. I mean, if you grow enough weed for us, then you might get some flour. But, you know, yeah. we'll see. No pressure. No pressure. No pressure. Well, I mean, I love your style. I, it's, you know, it's very similar to 14er. They don't sell anything that isn't theirs. They, they just... Yeah. They want to control their quality, and that's what they do. I've been digging your concentrates forever. I have to say, maybe it's because I really enjoy this rig. <laughs> I, I like the batters 
right now. Where everyone's to gravitating be. towards the batters, I think the diamond era is is over, and it's no nobody cares about diamonds anymore. And batters, oh. a I know girls don't even care about diamonds. Though. No, no. Vinny, <laughs> Vinny, you still want a diamond though. While he's nutting, I'm thinking about the next nut. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> how many knuckles? I think batter batter's still the winner for me. I still yeah. a good wet. Live resin batter still beats anything. It beats a dank hash rosin. Yeah. It beats anything for me, honestly. It's, it's, it's for the consistency for sure. Because yeah, like, it's like, okay, it's going to be the, you know, you're not sitting there trying to figure out if it's how big of a dog. Yeah, if we put that big, well, it's too big. And then that, the yeah. problem is that the terps burn off and then, then the, then the, the diamonds actually heat up. And then, so you get this, there's like two different flavors going on. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The bat, the batter is better. It yeah, always has. I find I would better. break up the crystals anyway. Yeah, exactly. You'd make it a more homogenous product. Yeah. And I like, and it's funny too, because as you get down to the bot, like in the beginning, you're like trying to be all careful with them and trying to keep them separate. And then later you're like, fuck it, mush, yeah. mush them all Bust up. Them up. And then at the very end on the, like the last couple, and it's kind of like the same with weed too. The last couple hits, you're like, oh, it's fucking really good all of a sudden. Like, And you're yeah. like, it's over. And it's yeah. over. Yeah. And it's over. <laughs> but I had that with weed all the time, too, where it's like, you know, you're, you're going through it and you're, you're like, yeah, whatever. Then all of a sudden you get down to those last couple buds and you start to appreciate that weed because yeah. it's finally cured out properly because it's taken that long to get to that point. You know what I mean? And you're like, Fuck, if I could just waited that long, it would have been way better. Yep. Yeah, so another cool. thing, <laughs> a whole another podcast, curing weed to the right time. You know what I mean? That's the hardest part of growing weed, in yeah. my opinion. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It I think is. you have to have a really, you know, a, a good knowledge of your environmentals and the control of those environmentals, the airflow. Um, have you seen those cure tubes yet? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you guys yeah. try Pop them, them yet? Oh, you're not curing yet. Oh, that's true. You guys are just fresh freezing everything. Yeah. But back before... Um, Back before Oklahoma, I was growing up in, in BV in, in Buena Vista, and uh, um, we basically were using those, you know, those cardboard tubes and trash bags on the inside of them, and yeah. that's how we were curing. So it wasn't exactly a cure tube, but similar you know, idea though. Yeah. It's like, yo, whoa, what's going on here? Because I, I, t- I reached out to the to those guys and talked. It's actually Twister, but it's there's another company that Curion or whatever that mm-hmm. actually does all the R and D for them. And I, it's like I, I guess apparently they're all over fucking uh, LinkedIn, right? Because I never check my LinkedIn until you send me something. And I'm like, and I popped on it, and I was like, I don't know a care tube. It's card. It's like a cardboard tube mm. with a plastic sort of half like opaque front, so you can kind of see how high it is. Right. It's a little door that opens up, and then you put a little puck on the front, and the puck's got like a screen, and it d- tells you what the uh, ambient uh, humidity is inside, and then it'll adjust accordingly so you set the parameters and it will burp it every day oh. and i like i was pretty, pretty decent technology i was pretty sure. impressed i was like all right they definitely nailed a bunch of things so i was like all right you're coming on my show i need a couple of these <laughs> i was like i need a few of these bad boys <laughs> i was like how many there you go oh, there we are yeah so we're going to have them come on the uh, show a lot of people in oklahoma using those things oh yeah it makes sense i mean i like totally the, i like the idea of cardboard because i used to paper bag everything anyway when i was doing little small you know it's like i'd have that phase where like, okay it's coming off the thing it's got to go into paper then it would kind of slow it down but adjust it a little kind bit of, of breathing yeah know. just enough and it's also just that that trend because the whole thing is it's, it's off gassing right so you want right. it to not be sealed because otherwise right. you're going to end up with fucking yeah it's going to have like a little vapor vapor barriers right. and stuff so oh i know all about that but in general like 
papers, a nice regulator, and then the tube, and then they have those little things they put them on. Have you seen those where they slide them? Yeah. I was like, oh, it's pretty, pretty cool. It's pretty dope because, yeah. you know, it is a suck because you do more damage than good going into your weed. Absolutely. Like, like you're like, oh, let me go burn that. And then you're like oh, touching Toss it. Toss it around. Flip it. Bust some heads <laughs> off. Squeezing like, it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, and you just watch, like, even... Like when I go to people's grows and they want to show me their stuff, I, I'm like, you don't have to keep shaking. They're like, look at that, look at that. I'm like, oh, you're just killing it right now. You know, just leave it alone. Brent, Brent's notorious for they for call molesting me the Brent buds. Nato. Oh, you're the you're the yeah. handler. Oh, let me see yeah. this. Squeezing shit. You're oh. the squeezer. Oh. <laughs> it's yeah. okay though. I let him slide on it though. Yeah, it's uh, funny when you get people coming into rooms and it's good to be the king. Either the opposite, like I'll be like, dude, you can touch it. You can. T-. They'll be like. I'll be like, no, no it's okay. It's okay you, I want you to smell it. Just squeeze a little, a little just bit. You know? the and then you get the, the opposite where they come in and just grab the top and rap. You're like, oh yeah. my God, <laughs> dude. What yeah. did you do? Or it's just the, the bud tender at the dispensary. He goes, check this out, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then they get some of this for you. Get a little Fuck, screen at the bottom for himself. And he's like, stop, stop, yeah, stop. there you go. End of the day. Yeah. Why is everything short by a couple grams? It's like, I don't know. It must have fallen off. <laughs> right bonus. Dry, you know, it's humidity, you, man. So you guys yeah. ever, I mean, I, you don't, I know it's like you're out of your wheelhouse probably, but you ever think about going more old school, dry sieve, simple hash techniques just to mm. kind of go for like the, the legends of hash type? The reality of the situation is, is that, you know, that type of stuff just doesn't move, right? It just doesn't move at our stores. We've, old guys, can to get all the old it, people like, yeah. Yeah. You got your real hash. Man. I want the stuff. So, Travis, where's that stuff that Adam and Dave smoke? Yeah, I'd love Come to do some like some temple cherries. balls and and some fun stuff like that. But I yeah. again, just it would have to be super boutique and just you know each store gets a very 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 limited drop. Um, we or we have talked about yeah we are gonna offer. I some. mean we're especially if you guys are growing uh, greenhouse and stuff like that. You could, you could do some. You know, long flowering, yeah. Nepalese varieties or whatever, and then you know, just it'd be fun. It'd be fun. I, I, I love it. it. I I used to grow. You know, I I grew a Colombian gold. I grew you know Acapulco. I grew a lot of Equatorials. You know, and I used to just get a lot of shit about it. But I mean, you know, if you're a grower, you want to see those things uh, to fruition. Figure them out. See what they need that's different. You know, watch them. You know, they they. It's just interesting. You know, to to grow plants like that. And I think it's. Yeah, I think we, you know, as aficionados, growers, whatever you may say, it's we have some responsibility to like preserve that shit. You know what I mean? Keep it going. You grow that tide stick. Uh, I so I had a Highland tie that was epic, and um, no, like I was giving you the joke, you know, tide stick. You oh, know, tide stick. You know, it's tied to a stick. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. So you got the greenhouse here going right now. You got Oklahoma going. Um, oh, here's something I wanted to ask you. So we had we had a friend come in. He uh, is a, I don't know, is he well-known? I mean, he's well-known to us. He's a BHO processor. Mm. Who is he? Telescopic. Oh, yeah. We know word. Ryan. Yeah. <gasps> you used his real name. Oh. No, it's fine. Um, and he, he processed the same fresh frozen via bho as did i don't we won't say his name because he lost miserably oh yeah you don't um, want you don't want to say his name he's uh, really well known though really well known <laughs> rosin maker some guy out there makes rosin you probably know him and the bho <laughs> blew it away blew it away but i'd yeah. like to, i'd like to see more of that I, I, the same strain 
rosin and yeah you could find that at apothecary pretty much any day of the week usually and and i'll say this i'll say this side by side right side by side same material Um, exact same material there you go i'll say this and and you know i want to say that i you know i learned a lot from uh extract whiz shouts out to uh extract whiz uh jeff cobb the uh the extraction director, but he, you know, he and I have definitely Reach out been for advertising. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but he, you know, we we talked about it a lot, and I mean, I just think you get just with BHO with proper BHO that's done with clean product, um, you know, and I think Brent would attest to that. It's it's just that you know, there's a higher concentration of terpenes. You know, you get a better, um, you know, the monoterpenes, a better isolation of monoterpenes, and just it all seems to be a little bit better if the product is good, if and and the BHO is done right. I I would prefer BHO batter uh, any day of the week over over rosin that's done. It's done the right. efficiency that thing is what really kind of like knocks it off. Like if you you can compare, and there of course there's always going to be people that are going to be like, dude, rosin, 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 but it's like take all the rosin chips hand it over to the BHO guy and see what magic he can do with that. And then you're like, really? Are we going to, we're going to waste that much of a fucking plant that we took that much energy into. We're going to, we're just going to leave it all there because you guys are so what you can't waste. You got to waste it. If you're going to taste it like that mentality is cool to a Who point. That? There's, that's your, that's your, that's, that is the same vibe of the people who are total, like, you know, really anal rosin nerds who have like 57,000 they're doing dips and it's like okay guys relax Come it's on. like and and then every dab takes an hour every dab takes an hour but also on top of that if you're going to leave like 20% behind every time you know what i mean just because it's crazy you can't do it because that's not otherwise you're going to get past that point of you know the quality that you're looking for it's kind of a disservice to the plant you know what i mean and I that's agree. it absolutely and, is and to the growers who grew it and to the fucking energy that went into it and all that is because it's like it's money on the table and so that's where if you're gonna do rosin i'm sure you guys use all your chips and reuse them and do all that kind of good stuff because that would make only sense right neither confirm or (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) never never in a million years we would would never do something oh yeah that's you guys are way too pure for that i get it but if you could it's very efficient and it makes you makes people that that's the part that and that's and that's telly telly pointed that out to us and it made a lot of sense because you know he's like dude (laughs) give me your chips i'll fucking you know and and the reality is like you know if you uh uh again the profile that comes off of the BHO is exactly what we're looking for as real smokers and stoners and stuff. It's like, it definitely pulls all the good ones out. Whereas CO2, the exact opposite. Like it pulls out <laughs> cat hair flavors. And you're like, is this carpet or something? Like it tastes like a burnt <laughs> no, carpet. Labrador. And it was like, uh, yeah. it's like, mostly it takes, Labrador. Mostly Labrador. Yeah, it doesn't, it does not pull the good terps out. No. no. And you can see, for example, every single batch in Oklahoma has to be tested for terpenes. Every single batch and so we have the data over three years i can show you that the same exact strain bho versus solventless the terps are going to test four to five percent higher in bho every single time mm-hmm. same exact same exact material well, and the other thing too that people like because everybody's on a health tip right it's like dude the worst part of smoking weed is the waxes you know what i mean it's the waxes and the lipids those are the things that actually like hang in there and cling on you know they're like they're the heavy that's what if you had a factory making candles, you're not allowed to have a certain, you know, threshold of wax in the air because that shit will fucking kill you. Kill you. <laughs> yeah. So, so, and you're inhaling it directly 
it's like there's no it's not like in a room lingering it's going directly into your lungs at high yeah. capacity so if you got stuff that you've pressed and it's got a lot of wax in it because it's not necessarily oil you know got a lot then it's gonna be We're not so it's, banana kush and blue dream well it's gonna it's gonna be <laughs> cl- worse for you than if you grow if you if you have something that's gonna just disappear off the fucking nail or whatever you're like yep, okay right. that's, that's good thing you know what i mean i think a lot of the misinformation misinformation around bho uh just it, it's it, it all comes it stems from um so much negativity surrounding the crc techniques um and and oh 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 it's it's got to have residual butane. Butane is bad for you, right? Where, you know, go look at, you know, you have a strict SOP that you follow. And if you follow that strict SOP, you know, the butane will be non-detect 99.9% of the time, mm-hmm. you know, and, and like you said, it's right. You know, we are doing a full inline de-wax. We're running things at cryo temperatures. And so we aren't uh, getting any fats, waxes, or lipids left in the concentrate, and it is—it's smoother mm-hmm. uh, than say. I mean, again, you lose a lot, so it's one of those. Well, not a lot, but you lose definitely something along the way. And, but it's—you gain a lot too. It's like you—it's a, a give it's take. A trade-off. It's a, yeah, it's a total trade-off, and it's worth it yeah. in the long run, especially from, you know, harm reduction point of view, and which is what we're trying to do. Right. And that's what I always tell everybody too: is like, if you're going to smoke, like people who don't like dabs, I'm like, but you do understand, like it's. It's either smoke joints all day long, right, or because you're just you're you're gonna go until you get to that point, or do a couple dabs and then be like, oh, get there, yeah, I'm good. Right. All right, I'm good. Now I'll go back to work for a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and do your thing. And it's the same thing. I mean, you light flour. On, I mean, I smoke a lot of flour still, but I mean, you light flour on fire and you're inhaling all that organic matter that's just been set combusted, you know, and you remove a lot of that out of there. But I mean, obviously, as a grower, I love smoking. Oh yeah, flour, well, flour I mean, makes and flour makes you stupid in a way because yeah. it's like you're like, oh, dude, left right. the fucking keys on the top of the god. You're like walking around with your fucking thing in your hand, looking for it. You know that yeah. kind of shit happens when you smoke. We with dabs, it's not. No. Dabs just like it's a lot clear. It's just like you're just you know you're kind of like okay. And it's funny. I always tell everybody it's like it's like a you do like three or four dabs to get a good dab. Yeah, because one is not enough. Like you're like it's like right. it's like. Uh, that, oh, head ringer, got it. All right, now I can do. Now I can move on. You know what I mean? You're so. inhaling significantly more butane, lighting a bowl, oh, hell or yeah. lighting oh, a yeah. joint, 100%. than you are on in a, any butane dab you've on smoked. A, on in a the bowl last. that's three inches long, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with a flame that's almost touching your lips. You know what I mean? Like, you can taste it sometimes. Like, oh, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. No, they. It was there was a study like a long time ago. This is like I remember citing this back in ninety or something like that so it was had to be before that and it was um but they were it was a cool test it was done in holland because they were testing all different drugs they tested um speed they tested uh like crack weed but it was all about smoking right so Mm. they wanted to see what um was the worst for you and they said in the end out of everything it was the butane yeah, <laughs> they said so. They said that whoever smoked the long, so whoever was smoking the longest with the flame, so it was all the crackheads mostly mm. who didn't use, didn't heat it from the bottom, but were heating it like if you're, but it's like you have to like, like actually heating it from the bottom would be the safest way because it's the butane, like the drugs that wasn't a problem, it was the butane <laughs> that was going into their lungs that was actually the most toxic part. That makes sense, dude. yeah. And it was, I mean, again, for sure. cannabis people, it's uh. You know, we get used. It's it's really weird too how used to that flavor of butane we got because, like, oh, yeah. we didn't realize there was a flavor. 
no. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, oh, it's just, oh, yeah. That's just weed, right? It just tastes like, you know, the shoestrings or whatever I pulled out of the brick pack, you know, so just keep blasting. Well, especially knowing butane qualities now. Oh, like, yeah. Like knowing that there's no way in a Bic lighter that they're putting 7X. Oh, that's you know? that clean. It's the worst. The cheapest. You know, you light it, it's yellow. It's not even blue. It's There's hardly any, you know what I mean? So you're you're pretty much the dirtiest of the dirty right there. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. The so lowest that de- degrade meat. <laughs> right. Yeah. Come on. Not safe for pets. He's still passing. <laughs> They've done studies, you know. Yeah, fifty percent of well, that was the, the first improvement with BHO in general. Was like, you know, we were, everybody was blasting cans, and we were all comparing cans at one point. Like, you know, uh, Newport, nah, it's oh, not yeah. so good. That kind of it was weird. Like there was like, but there was all different blends, right? Everything had its own blend, and then uh, once people started going on to end butane, it was like. A vast improvement. It was like going from whippets to fucking tanks. You know what I mean? It was like, hey, we're upgraded now. You know what I mean? But, and again, like anytime you're working with gas, it's all about the having the best quality that you're working with because there's a lot of bullshit out there, I'm sure. Yeah. And it even got worse. Like there'd been this thing in the last couple of years where there was a contamination in the gas, in the the butane or something that people were using. Was that the stuff that was leaving the. Was that the gray? Remember there was like that. Remember there was like kind of gray residual shit that was. No, being this left one they certain... were calling this Medusa stones, and it was essentially, <laughs> essentially <laughs> this technique where you would just get these weird crystallization issues within, uh, within the your different runs, and it was it would rock up, it, like it would into this weird, super hard, chalky, like not useful product and it was and people were wondering what it was because it was happening between really high quality material and different grows da, 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 da. it was happening to all of it or to just a, just part of it well it was happening if you were u- using this contaminated yeah, gas there you go yeah. medusa stones chalky yeah huh. the medusa stones interesting yeah we never <laughs> like how you have generative ai nice yeah. just ask ai about the Medusa stones. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. AI knows all. Ooh. Vinny's living with AI. That's all he does now. Not all day. Not all day. <laughs> I hear it's pretty addicting, like, once you get started on it. You have to reword your question. Get started yeah. on what? Talking okay. to AI. questions? Yeah. yeah. You have to know how to ask. And it, like, it'll do art. You know, I, I'm a graphic design and marketing guy, and so I've been utilizing the AI in, in various graphic design. I, I see it with everybody now. It's so funny. I'm like, come on, guys. Everybody cannot have a fruit drink with some bullshit. You know what I mean? It's always the same thing. It's like, I'm going to call, yeah, I'm going to come up with this. And then you feed it the name of your new strain, and it comes out with some dessert thing. And then it's like Some a, dripping dessert Dripping thing. dessert. That's exactly, <laughs> what it is. That's exactly what it is. It's a dessert flavor with the smell and a, yeah. some sort of name that's catchy to go with it. Exactly. But there's got to be a flavor profile it's almost like a, it's almost like the creating a metal band formula you know what i mean yeah. like the name of the last thing you ate plus the you know, yeah. like, plus the month you were born in there you go oh. yeah no it's it's Tastes so good make you want to slap your mama exactly it sounds yeah. like an oversimplified version of that uh press forward and the first person who comes up on your friend list yeah. is oh, you know for those are all to me those are all like russian scams to figure out who your friends are or some bullshit you know what i mean like i don't trust any of those things because yeah. they're always like wait a minute why would they want to know oh yeah 
dude, what's your mom's maiden name? <laughs> so, yeah. Just just checking, you know what I mean? Like, dumb it's like, okay. Yeah. Very akin to the, uh, you know, like when you get a, a telemarketer phone call from clearly not in America, but it's a very American name. So wait, let's just get back to when did Skynet release AI again? 2015. Uh huh. All right. I good. Think. good to know. Yeah, we're, we're a few years behind yeah. the curve, but that's normal. Okay. Get My ready. muffin hasn't had a cherry since I think it'll be. It's, it's scary because it it's going to seep into everyone's everyday life, whether you want to see it or not. You know, yeah. from from utilizing it for marketing to editing podcasts to. But it is everything. kind of a form of digital plagiarism. Did you say editing? Editing, yeah. <laughs> well, from what I understand, all the chat GBT, like everything they have now, I mean, it's not really, most of it is just pretty much cutting, taking many things that are basically, it's basically plagiarizing many people oh, from around the internet and then reforming it and putting it out there. But that's the artwork too. So if you are a content creator and mm. you've made artwork out there, the AI is now taking your art to create yeah. something else. So when does it become like, it's going to be an like ugly mess coming up soon. It's, it's going to yeah. be bad yeah. coming it's up bad. soon. It's already it's bad. It's, it's already bad. It's, it's already like a big. It's already, yeah, it's gotten really bad. It's uh, it, they're just getting you know coming to grips with the reality of what's fucking happening, and it's like I, I mean, we are living in a fucking pretty interesting time frame because it's Absolutely. like, did you see that thing with the Pentagon today? Uh uh Whoa. So like they More had like a, they, lost. they had they had like a. Of course, it's, it. no. Of course, it's a Russian, uh, fo like a super hyper realistic photo, which you could just do on Photoshop. I don't understand why they're making it sound like AI generated photo of an explosion at the Pentagon, and then they were like immediately some company like tanked, and you know, it was like, oh yes, okay, and then it was like seven minutes later, it was clarified that it was AI generated because they could see where the grass went into the fucking concrete or something like something stupid where you were like, uh, it wouldn't take five seconds to figure out it's a, it's, you know, either Photoshop or whatever, but yeah, yeah, we're, we're turning, it is definitely going to make us like go, there's going to be some crazy shit happening in the next few years where you're just going to be like, you're not going to believe, you don't know what to believe. Right. And you're not, then, then it makes you not believe anything because <laughs> right. you're like, well, we're like, already there. You know, yeah. We're, we're and, already there where there's just no truth. Everyone just believes what they want to believe. Right. And that's but, where we're at right and, now. And with the like video, like deep fake, whatever AI, they're they're not quite there, but they're like almost there. You oh, know, it's like oh, it's, it looks pretty close. You could tell it's fake. But no, it's I've like, seen some ones recently though too, where you're just they're like, getting better. Damn, they're yeah. just nailing. Even those shorts the one that you sent from about Biden dancing. Didn't you send that? One? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, there's always something. <laughs> no, that one though. With, no, even those shorts and other ones are like. That guy's ah, awesome. They, yeah, they that was nail great. It. Like, yeah. I mean, every time it's Brian like, Monarch. Wow. Shout out to Brian Monarch. Yeah, there's some great. There's some great uh, things out there already, but you know some. Oh, you know what I heard recently, which is like <laughs> kind of predictable, but I guess they're they're having uh, actors who want to basically upload everything uh, digitally so that they can get four or five jobs at one time. Mm. They get paid 85 percent of their normal rate, so they don't have to do anything. Deal. They just be like, okay, I guess I'm in five new movies next year, you know, boom, 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 boom. So it's going to be like, 
and they're gonna and the idea is that they're gonna have it so everything's interactive so basically when you watch a movie you can put your face in there so you could be Darth Vader finally and you can mm. oh they take off the mask it's Dave you know what I mean <laughs> so that's gonna be the it's future been my dream since I was a little boy that's yep. that's where they're going with everything now it's like yeah. oh my god it's gonna be so ridiculous because everything's gonna be like the 22 year old Brad Pitt now starring in yeah. the brand new movie with what you know this is going to be it's going to get it's going to get ridiculous because you know how much like you know they're they're going to rinse <coughs> just like music or anything else they've ever done they're yeah. going to rinse this shit out so hard you're going to be like dude if I see it like it's like all this like uh it's going to take away everything that's real about it I mean well, I want to I want to ask a question but I'm like I'm afraid like it's like the superhero cool movies I hate them you know what I mean like, I'm giving it away what like, are you doing I'm th I have a, I have something to ask and it's like but we're we're notorious about coming up with questions when you guys thank you Vinny yeah haven't seen that one for a while <laughs> um and then it's a great idea and then we don't get our nickel but uh oh well we're definitely not getting a nickel so have you thought about using AI uh oh to talk to it right you would you would tell it everything right if i'm understanding correctly everything about your extraction processes and then and then uh go back and reword it and then ask it to give you you know a way that you could be extracting more terpenes or you know a different some you know it, have you ever thought of you know call I think it it's an, an interesting uh you could do a whole crop grown by by AI, AI. Like, yeah. cool. I didn't even. Like, we just said, grow it, bro. Oh. Grow, bro. Yeah, <laughs> just grow, bro. Why would you be adding this nutrient at this time? It just seems, you know, not logical. But and then you do it, and, and then, then oh boom. my god! I think it's probably already being utilized everywhere in like different math equations 100%. to get different formulas for soil or newts or anything like that. It's probably being utilized for it's, sure. It, it's super easy to use. I mean. Yeah, I mean, over the past like couple years, um, it's uh, Turn, put it in and twist. Put it in and twist. Okay. Lock it, it in. Lock it in. Lock, Lock and load. It in. Lock and load. That, that herb tastes great, by the way. <laughs> um, thank Thanks. you. I just rolled it. <laughs> some, oh. some Trinity. I totally lost for a train of thought. It happens here a lot, man. Don't worry. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, it's been pretty interesting over the past, like I would say, four or five years. One of the main guys is Bryant Mason, who he's a, you know, he's a master's in um, agronomy, and he pretty much took like eight years to really find all of the soil and uh, you know saturated paste and soil numbers that could be applied to cannabis because it just really wasn't out there. He had every single crop with these numbers that you would want to be uh, shooting for as a baseline with soil, tissue, the saturated paste. But he spent a lot of time finding some good numbers for cannabis. So, you know, I think that if you think about how you could apply, you know, some of the formulas he has or other ag agronomists have out there to, to apply to cannabis, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility at all. And I think you could probably find a lot about, um, you know, big out, bigger agriculture or like what we're sort of dipping our toes in right now, which is, you know, native soil, sun grown, um, basically, uh, you know, permaculture set up with, with different, um, you know, varying, um, organic styles being used, organic methodologies being used simultaneously. 
Well, we'd love to get you in touch with Tim from Bio Three Sixty Five. For sure, we already did. He he's oh. Jeff. Jeff in Oklahoma was doing a side by side with the the Bio Three Sixty Five and the Simply Organic Soil that we're using. We'll have to I'll have to follow up with him and see. From what, what I thought, from what I sure. know, is it, it was pretty good, good balanced soil, good cation balance. But um, said that iron numbers were a little high, which is it's interesting, man. I mean, I've grown in you know Washington, Oregon, Cali, Colorado, Oklahoma, a little while in New Mexico, and everywhere I go, the iron is just different. Like whatever iron levels you get, based upon. Like the water, the air, I, I don't know, that like the dust in the air, it just seems to fluctuate significantly. And where we were at in um, Tulsa, we just never really had to do anything for iron. It was just always there in spades. So maybe that could have something to do with it. Um, you know, I think it's one thing you'll see with many soil manufacturers, all the big soil manufacturers. I mean, I won't name names, but a lot oh, of these name names, just us here. <laughs> it's just us. Yeah. Uh, but you, you, what you find a lot of times when you start testing these soils is that they do a really good job with the cation balance, you know, the, the calcium, magnesium, potassium, um, and it could be a good balance or it could be a rich soil in regards to that or nitrate and phosphate or one or the other. Um, but what you usually find is they don't touch micronutrients whatsoever. And I understand why not because, you know, they don't you, – if you mess up on micros, that's what we're dealing with right now, you know. Uh, we had a boron toxicity because our soil manufacturer was – you know, a little, he messed up, messed up on his formulas. Yeah. You know, he replaced all the soil and, and all that, but we were I had that once. It was terrible. Yeah. And, and, you know, luckily we were able to sidestep it, figure it out. I mean, there's Catch a lot in. of, a lot of different things you have to do. Did they figure out what it was or was it kind of like just, he well, called, right? he, he called me. Luckily I have a good relationship with him and we, you know, we basically work together to build our soils. Like we, we work out the formulas, we work on what's going to work here or there and, what's working, how we raise a certain element. And, uh, you know, he, he really got ahead of it, called me, you know, as, as we we're transplanting into this soil, you know, I'm, I've sent tests out just to double check. I have testing from before I've sent testing out and he calls me as we're transplanting. Hey dude, we got a problem, you know, and he's like, there's a boron toxicity and I'm like, Oh my God. But it, you know, we uh, needed to did get you this see round the, Did going. you see the problem happening at all? Or Not yet. No, there? we were literally just transplanting. Boron usually would go all kind of, uh, yeah, like stripes or something. Yeah, yeah. Usually I see war. Well, when I have a boron deficiency, I usually see warts. But it, it starts, you know, it, there, it's, yeah, it starts Was to stripe. Was it a deficiency or is there too much? Toxicity, toxicity. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you would see the marginal things. Yeah. You almost could say, like, is this potassium? But then it was, it would actually go to necrosis very fast on the edges. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and it's, like, very, once you see it, like, you see pictures of a boron toxicity, it's, that's what it is. And, um so yeah, it's an interesting thing to deal with, and uh, but we we it, you know it antagonized the shit out of calcium, and we had to work really hard to keep our calcium numbers in sufficient levels and other things that we had to do. But overall, we were able to get past it, and um, luckily through testing, through tissue testing primarily, that's how we're able to do that. And if we weren't doing that, then we we probably would have been fucked. I, um, I had it. I won't, I won't name the company either, but I had it where somebody gave me a couple totes, and I was all stoked and redid my whole room. And I was like, "The fuck's going on here, right?" And then I started, started doing checking the runoff, and I was like, "Oh my god, dude, this is so high! Like, what is going on?" Right? And then I call the guy, and he's like, "That's impossible." I go, "I'm looking at it right here, dude. I don't know." I was like, "He goes, 
and he was on the uh, Western Slope, and he drove all the way from the Western Slope over he, to my spot, brought his thing, set it all up. We did it side by side, and then he was real. He was like, he, I, I could see he was like, fuck. He yeah. was figuring it out really quickly because what he, goes, he did. He goes, you know what? I think my guys. Put in, put in two power packs, right? Like, because that's what they, I guess, like when they're doing X amount, they'll have like this power pack of whatever. And, then and I'm just imagining in my head, like a guy wearing headphones, like, did it, did it, power pack, did it, oh, <laughs> did I throw a power pack in? Ah, fuck it, power pack. You know what I mean? And I was like, I was like, it's he goes all it to took. the bathroom. Somebody else walks up, oh, it's time for a power pack for me. <laughs> and so then when I, and I'm like, oh, sucks so bad like you know what i mean it was just like literally filled up all my beds and had everything lo locked and loaded and ready to yeah. go and it was just like it wasn't even worth trying to fix because i would have to cut it like 50 percent, and then it's like you know what you yeah. know i'll get you some more which is great but it was a little bit yeah he's, <laughs> he's, a, he's a great guy and he you know he called he made it right he replaced yeah. all of it did everything he could and, and it's great i'm grateful i have that relationship with him I understand, you know, things happen. I mean, there, there, are, there's stuff that happens in in this game, no matter what part you're in. And I will say, he has the most nutrient rich, rich soil on the market. I mean, you know, uh, I also love Kiss. You know, Tad and I have a great relationship. We've been, um, you know, uh, acquaintances. You know, worked together over the past like four years, roughly. And he's got great soil too. But Marcus really goes after um, a lot of you know, things that other soil manufacturers don't seem to be doing, you know, with the inoculation process and different forms of aggregate, you know, different varying, just so many different inputs that are, um, you know, you don't see a lot of people put in and he's got a great, uh, price per yard as well. So mm. not plug in simply organic soil shouts out. Go for it. Um, it's, it's, really what separates everybody you know what i mean it's like your your choice of soil is your first thing and your nutrients if you're if you're not doing or if you're doing no-till or whatever and then obviously genetics and then obviously yeah. you know everything is such a there's such variables and it's it, whenever they do like those grow-offs i'm always like it's crazy when you see the different like when they do like the one cone 20 people comes back looks like 20 different plants you know yeah, what I mean? it's 100%. like always have, but then they all smell sort of the same or you know what i mean there's yeah. always some some thing that threads through them but there's the you know, phenotypical expression is so different depending on where you are what's going on over here are we working on uh, do, 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 do. sorry I'm trying to, <laughs> i thought <laughs> like, this thing was on mute and it's uh, not at all is, oh, you've over you've, you've gone the opposite you threw in an extra power it's pack. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> too many power yeah, packs now that i think now. about it yeah. uh, we're good <laughs> So let's get back to your extractions here, okay? And Mo, and Mo, if you're listening, you can jump in anytime and hang out with us. Oh yeah, Mo, join us, please. So, right now uh, on the shelf at Apothecary, you can find the same hydrocarbon extraction next to a rosin equivalent. Yes, like like for example, the one I just tried and we compare it is my my new favorite strain right now is the sour papaya. It's a sour D cross with the papaya yeah we have it here in the, the hash rosin uh and then we just dropped it in batter form it, it, and it was crazy we were comparing it the other day just how loud wet and delicious and how different the batter tasted from the yeah, hash yes, rosin. was that mo yeah, all right we can't see him though. yo yo what's going on yo. 
What's happening, man? Oh, we're man. chilling. We're chilling. We're just uh, we're talking batter now. We're talking about batters. Yeah. Uh, sour D, sour D batters, which is always well, sour D crust. I got all freaked out about the AI. I had to go get a fresh a breath of fresh air. Yeah, I know. It's, <laughs> it's tough times. Uh, on the on the line, we got Mojave Richmond, and if you, if you if you read the thing, which nobody does, uh, they would have known that Mo is uh, Mo and me have go. We literally go back to before we could speak. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we are like that that long Damn. buddies, and uh, it's it's really funny because on the show I, I have all these stories on the show, and every time I tell a story, I'm not saying your name, but pretty much if we go through them all, it'd be like, oh yeah, that was that was that that was that guy. So and then. Uh, so you guys were kid friends when you were like oh, two? Oh, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. We were we were hippie, brothers, hippie, man. hippie, hippie parents. Yeah. Were you know? I think we were we were literally brothers almost for a minute there, right? You played in the gym, totally, literally, quite literally. Quite I mean, literally. I consider it's, it's my my second mom. That's right. 100%. And then, yeah, uh, we got lots of stories. Let's tell them all right now, really quick. We oh, can I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, the man, show these guys know each other on an intimate level. What is happening? Well, no, it was funny because as I was writing it out, I was like, wait a minute, we have over 100 years worth of stories. Damn. Because oh, we're yeah. both over 50, so it's, it's and we've known each other yeah. since we're babies and pre-talking. So, yeah. Yeah, and is most it, of those years were uh, with cannabis as well. Exactly. Yeah. And now Mo lived. Mo was born. We're young in, guys. Because we're just young guys, right, Adam? That's right. Mo was born in Big Sur. And if anybody knows anything about Cali, the most beautiful place in all of California. Right. And, and, you know, and back when, when it wasn't about like, you know, people growing right off the highway and being like, whatever, dude, <laughs> like that was the, one of the, one of the, you know, the jewels of the uh, cannabis pretty much. And, uh, back when the stories that I always tell about going, you know, going, having better weed than anybody and in the East Coast is because I would go and see Mo and his his brother grew the best weed out there. So Dang. it was like, awesome. and I'd bring it back to Rhode Island and blow everybody's minds. And they'd be all like, I get in trouble with, I was saying before, I get in trouble because we'd be smoking weed in my friend's room. And then the dad would come in and like kick the door in and be like, the fuck you guys smoking in here? It's pretty yeah. good, man. It smells way better than ours. Like, how'd you get that to me? Where your sticks? Where your seeds? What, what, the strains, what strains was he growing back then? What, what was it? Well, I mean, funny enough, uh, Big Sur Holy was pretty much like the thing of the area, right? So it was kind of like yeah. the put on everything. It was all it was all Big Sur Holy weed at, at Holy Bud at one point, right? So it's like the grower all had different names and they're all different lineages. But once it left Big Sur, everyone sold it as Big Sur Holy weed because it was already legendary. But it was predominantly Mexican, Mexican varieties and African up until the early 80s. I mean, it was all just big, <coughs> big narrow leaf trees out in full That's sun. Awesome. Just full, crushing. Full there's some great, yeah. there's some great African land races, some great, um, obviously some great, some legendary Mexican strains um, growing Oaxacan. Uh, it was really good. And uh, airy, I just, airy, right? Real airy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Just, you know, you can see the very, the Calyx natural, to Calyx kind yeah, of deal the natural feral like expression. I just love that. Yeah. You yeah. know. Yeah, but no. there's a beautiful book that was written God, by uh, Woods and Richardson. I think I got a copy. I'll grab it. It was called Cincinnati. I remember that. I remember that. Like a yeah, picture on the were, front with a guy with a huge giant sativa thing or something like that, right? Yeah, it was. I mean, it was the first time anyone really shared really detailed pictures of cultivation techniques, how to sex a plant. Yeah. 
And it was the first time anyone really shared what Cincinnati was, which really changed, you know, the game. Because up until the mid '70s, it's hard to believe, but it's true that most cannabis was just seeded because people didn't know to pull the males. Yeah, or they, or, yeah, or they'd pull the weak males, leave the strong males, and <laughs> or the other way around, pull the seeds the, off the strong females. They like they still do ever, you know. Well, what happened? Is, what happened in a lot of places though is that they would go in and like whack down all the big males, and they wouldn't see the small males, and then the small males would they'd pollinate end up the ones. And so you'd end up with these like kind of like that would be you know wouldn't wasn't the best of the best. It was yeah, right. the best and the worst <laughs> all mixed into each For other. Still- which still happens a lot. I actually, I've encountered a number of readers who like the males they work with are the ones that kind of presented themselves. They didn't select them for males. They're the ones that weren't females. They stuck them on the side of the farm mm. and then said, oh, fuck it, dude, let's just collect some pollen. Yeah. Um, not you know, the way to so. go about it. That seems it. counterintuitive, even to somebody who's not a breeder like me. It just right? I'm like a squirrel. Yeah. I'm planting nuts seems all over this place. dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a dumb, dumb move in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, but there are people that do it, man. I mean, I think that there's still people that really they do a lot of like OP open pollination, and I I, I don't I, I get I get the um, like you know whatever. if you're trying to preserve everything, it's good to yeah. do that. If you're honing in on something, it's probably not. not I mean, good. it's like one of those things where you gotta yeah. Um, but but yeah, it's, it's it's the problem of the other way though. If you don't do that open pollination, you bottleneck everything because right. everybody kind of goes for they think they're doing the right thing, and you're like. You're probably not. <laughs> like you're yeah. probably not. There's yeah. probably another combination out there that would have been better. For sure. And you did. Yeah. Hundred percent. I, so, I and I think yeah. It's just I think it's about you know giving it the time of day to select good males, good females. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's it it is one of those things where you don't know until you grow the next generation out right. how it went, and that's right. what a lot of people don't do. They just like take. They yeah, just they go, go by, sell them. They just go by <laughs> visuals, cross it, sell it. You're like, no, that's oh, actually not how it works. So bad, dude. I thought you told me you usually find out everything you want to know about the plant two weeks after you kill it. Oh, that's usually the yeah. That's well, that's when you figure it out. Like as you're smoking it, you're like, oh, I should have oh. fucking kept that one. That yeah, was the one right there. Right that there. was the one. Yeah. yeah. And I have a friend who constantly tells me, like, "Oh man, that that S seven, that was the that was the best one ever," because like, yeah, he knows you don't have it anymore. Is that Jason? Yeah. Sounds like a Jason move. How did you know? Because <laughs> uh, he's always like that. He will come. He'll say the thing that you knows you're gonna just be like, "God damn you!" Like, wow. unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but no also, Mo is uh, partnered up with Rob Clark, Robert Connell mm-hmm. Clark, the world famous. Yeah. Marijuana yeah. botany author awesome. and is he in Sweden still or what? He's actually or, in Amsterdam right now, um, but he's been in Sweden for the past three years, pretty much. The he's, worst uh, place for a cannabis person yeah. to move to in the world. Like, okay, I've got a choice of the whole world. The whole world's opening up with cannabis. Let's go to Sweden. Sweden. <laughs> Let's yeah, go yeah. to Sweden, where they have the most pragmatic people in the world who you think could just look at the numbers, nothing but the numbers, nothing but the facts. And be but like, no. this is obvious. We should do this, but no, it's it's very, very, very backwards yeah. still. Like, it, it, it's crazy how like like when you hear like you know, Singapore hung two people in the last month. How like the reverberation of what the U.S. did to the world on cannabis. You think like as soon as we changed our mind, everyone would be like, oh wow, the big idiots, they changed their mind. Great. <laughs> right. Yeah, the guys who no, fucked everything like, up. Sorry, dude. We yeah. bought into this. We're sticking with it. We're still hanging people. <laughs> with hemp ropes, too. I mean, that's the worst part. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's right. In, in, you know, we should not be laughing about it's this. Ironic. This is just this horrible situation of what happened there. And it's it's almost like you wonder, why are we not? What is the fucking UN for? 
if not for this? Yeah. You know, why didn't they go in and save them? It's just, it's ridiculous. It's This is draconian. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> That's an understatement, but yeah, 100%. Well, I mean, look, we're all flocking to Thailand right now. And what was it? Four years ago, same thing would have happened. I mean, yeah. right? A yep. year before the plague, data. They'd have killed you, yeah. You know, 100%. or cut your hands off, or taken some appendage. So sure. it's uh, we still have a long way to go. Very happy where we are right now. Never thought yeah. be sitting here, same here. You know, smoking. A, oh, look who's there. We're still looking for that it's, guy. Where? Who is that guy? That's it with his pubic beard. That's not the real beard. That's the reconstituted pubes after he shaved and he made the beard. Oh well, yeah. That's impressive. So, hey, am I? I got some tubes. Let me yeah. tell you. Am I mixing something <laughs> right now in memory? Is is Mo the one that appeared on uh, Belushi's show? Oh, he is. He's the guy. Did I see? Look at him. Look at him. He's like hi. There. He's like. Yeah. Where yeah. both did now? Before we even get into that, did yeah. did you take a picture with him? And did he use? Did he put his arm on you and use you like a perch? Because that's what he did to Dave. It is what he did to everybody. <laughs> No, no, he didn't. He didn't. Uh, yeah, I, I did the Belushi show. It was a trip. It was one of those weird things where, you know, you spend your whole life trying to stay behind the scenes. And then someone says, hey, do you want to come and tell the story in front of the whole world? And I, I had a good time. I thought Jim was a really nice guy. I enjoyed doing the show. It was definitely a show. You know what I mean? It's like, so it wasn't like, it wasn't about the story as much, but um, it was fun. I, I enjoyed it. It's the and cutting. It's the yeah. classic cutting room floor situation where you're like, "What do you Ooh. mean you cut out the? That was the best part. Oh. Uh, when I was doing I the probably, thing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I was in front of the camera for a few hours. It's a few minutes that makes it. And of course. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I told the same story a bunch of times, and but it was still good. I actually, I, 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 I jived really well with them, and it was fun and you know yeah but it's a trip you know it's one of those things where i was really reluctant to like you know adam knows me better than anybody and i've always been like the last person to like drain well yeah like, advertise too much i'm like it's kind of my my fault to a fault especially like you know working in the modern cannabis space but i just feel like hey man if he wants to do a show about big sir holy weed and some friends within the space were like hey you should talk to this guy. I was like, all right, I'm obligated. Well, at least you can, at least you could, yeah, tell him, give him, give him the story without it getting too fucking ridiculously blown out. Cause that's, you know, another well, it's one. It's obvious the way it happened that he probably heard about the weed before he met Mo and yeah. oh, yeah, had this big idea and really did go through this, you know, uh, Strange. Well, wasn't Dan? Wasn't something with Dan Aykroyd like it was his favorite it, read or it, something like that, or was it? Yeah, it, it came from Dan, and, and it's you know it's also part of the you know Dan's a part of the show, and he's also a part of the brand, the Blues Brothers brand. But mm. Dan, Dan loves cannabis, and Dan knows his shit. So, you know they they want to be focused on genetics as a brand. They really they literally want to provide a product that people don't because there's so little diversity in and, the market. Like, like they get that part of it. Yeah, you're like yeah. first and, thing I would tell him is don't dry, ride your horse through the greenhouse too often because that's a way that you can definitely get problems. <laughs> <'Cause>, Absolutely, <laughs> that's the only episode I ever saw. I was like, oh my god, this guy's riding. He's literally riding a horse through the greenhouse. I was like, these this, his growers must hate him right that's now. Like you know a terrible mean? idea. <laughs> you're like, wait no, a minute. No, but that was probably a stunt grow. They probably have one grow that they shoot scenes in. It would just be yeah, practical. You would hope. I can't even imagine. Yeah, it, I mean, it'd be wild. Yeah, I don't know. I think I, I could. 
can imagine just the, as he left there, like motherfuckers. I it's can't like you drove like a horse this, through here. <laughs> the show Pawn Stars. That see, that 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 one set oh, that's man. supposed to be the back of their store is not the fucking back of their store. Really? It, you no. know? Dude, no. Don't, well, don't they, say they, it. Just don't say it. All yeah, that and they is don't not walk real. in off the. They don't well, walk the back in of that is right. Got the poster I want to sell. There's a picture right behind it. Oh, 100. I got this velvet Elvis poster. You know what I just thought would be cool right now is, imagine when there's the show where you really are walking in with James Bean's two thousand dollar an ounce and like on camera, you know, with smell o vision or with a team of people that you know are there to verify thumbs up or thumbs down and shit like that happens and it's mainstream TV. You do a blind Uh, taste test with a $9 Colorado rosin. Yes, (laughs) yes, for sure. The blind challenge. So how did they, I wanna hear about the process. Did they approach you? Somebody call you up, find you or? How did that yeah, whole they, work they out? basically they, they wanted to find Big Sur Holyweed, and they you know they did the same thing with their Colombian um, varieties, Mango DJ and and um, Santa Marta Gold and um, Punta Rojo. So they went you, to Colombia. Yeah. They sourced they sourced seeds and they brought them back and they actually grew them. They actually grew out sixteen week stuff in the greenhouse and you know because yeah. they wanted to do something different and it's it's you know they have a different kind of model and that they can kind of explore stuff like that because for one it's a show mm-hmm. and they have a budget they can go to Columbia. they can go to Columbia to get 20 seeds all right thank you yeah and this in the this fucked up limited diversity market i'm like anyone who wants to try and bring something new and exciting especially stuff that's heady stuff that you know late flowering land race based stuff i mean uh, well, especially because I, I, I would consider Belushi brand to be like for, you know, for like older people who don't quite get it. You know what I mean? Right. They'd be like, oh, let's try this Belushi stuff. You know what I mean? And they would dig that more than oh, for yeah. sure. having something that's just all like. I, I, this yeah. Panama, we used to smoke this. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, but the new Maybe, stuff. I, I don't know, though, because. I mean, I, I, some of those land race, I mean, some of those Malawis and stuff like that, they're oh, not yeah. for novice smokers, man. No. That's just like, yeah, that'll get you all palm sweaty and freaking freaked out. And like, so, yeah. so there's, I mean, there, there's definitely something there, but really, I mean, to me, it's just that, you know, nobody's really tapped into this whole, like the effect of cannabis has a marketability in its own. And like, we're so wrapped up in flavor and appearance that a lot of these varieties that like really like are markedly different and literally make you feel completely different. People just don't get the opportunity to experience it. And I think people would pay with their dollar. I mean, the same way they do it with other products, if they had the opportunity to experience some amazing cannabis price. Cause I really think I've talked to every, every grower I know in California here always says the same things like weed was better 10 years ago, yeah. across the board. It was better. They, they grew up better. There was more diversity. There was well, more yeah. Everybody wasn't homogenized so much. Right. Now it's like cake. Fuck. It doesn't matter yeah. where you go. It all starts a thousand varieties of cookies and cake. Yeah, absolutely. Just constant mm-hmm. back cross. Everything is in the same gene pool as itself, looking for the same flavor profiles, and you know that does shape the 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 way that that the market goes and what people's palates are telling us. And I think there's a huge thing to be said about how do we educate the you know, the consumers, uh, 
people out there who are people who like cannabis and how do we get it to them to make it available to them? How do we uh, make incentives for growers and breeders to the only incentive for growers is is to pay more. That's that's the only way. And that, and that's the key. Like, like I always say here is like the only thing the Dutch got right when it came to selling weed was by basing it on weeks. You know what I mean? They're like, I give you this much for eight weeks. I'll give you this much for 10 weeks. And I'll give you this much for 12 or above. You know what I mean? And that's four four criteria. I mean, back in the day right four criteria was it organic was it hydro was it indica was it sativa mm-hmm. and they knew like if you grew organic sativas like they're not you're not going to provide that product for that shelf unless they pay you for it right and they knew that and that's why today there's more haze in amsterdam than there is in la and there's plenty of money in la it's not like people aren't willing to spend more for products that are more expensive to make it's just they didn't ever create the market and right at the moment when it transitioned into this modern commercial thing, they totally dropped the ball. And once it gets to this, people actually slang and everybody just doesn't, like, they don't get it. And they're just all like, doesn't matter. We don't care. And it's like, really? You don't care that the guy spent twice as much time and money and energy and, and everything? Then no one's going to grow it. Everyone's going to grow right, eight-week exactly. strings. Just like they did in Holland, too, with a lot of places like... Back in the day, there was less people growing haze. We only had a few shops that had haze because they were just thinking turnover, turnover, turnover. Then all of a sudden, right. it's like, oh, you'll pay double for something that takes half you know, as long. Half, you know, well, yeah, twice as long, but in the in the long run, you also only have to do four crops a year instead of six. You know for what sure. I mean? So you're like, that's kind of cool too. Less clones and less everything, and right. less trimming. Less trimming, exactly. So it's less it's, media, it's, less inputs, less smarter. trimming, less turnaround. I mean, if you have the market, I mean, gram for gram. In those 10, 11 week varieties, I find like a 10, 11 week variety kind of makes up for the yield. Like the 13, 14 week stuff doesn't always really make up for it. So you kind of like, I get it why it's hard to grow things that take 20 weeks. I've had stuff, and I've had stuff too, like it just doesn't feel like it fizzles out at week 14 and you're like, really? I thought this is what it was going to do something. And all of a sudden it just, you're like, no, what a waste. Yeah. But 11 weeks really does it. I mean, things like in that 11 week range, like, you know, especially like things like sage that really ripen towards the end, they chunk at the end. It makes up for it. The yield is there. Yeah. It's just whether the market's there. And here in California, the distro has totally killed trepinoline. They're like, oh, no, nobody wants trepinoline. So like in 2000. Jack, Jack Turp syndrome. Yeah, yeah. Jack Turp. No one wants Jack Turps. No one wants it. And then it's always a cycle. It's like no one wants it until someone starts asking for it. And everyone wants oh, what it. What happened to all that no Jack happens. shit? Yeah. Yeah. Now it's like we're in this cakey, sweet, fruity. Uh, and it's like I'm so ready to get back into the funk and, and the chems and the gas again. Because funks and the, you know, if I miss that, you know, that equatorial, you know, that, that well, a lot of the tie with the real floral notes and the. Um, you know, the, the really true, like, lemon-lime notes that you get, the spicy notes that you get from south, you know, from the border. Those anxiety-riddled turps. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Yeah, the sweaty palm turps. But, yeah. but you know, if, you, if, you're, if you're in a good <laughs> headspace w- when you smoke those, they're pretty incredible. I mean, it's like a whole oh, another yeah. type of experience. And, um, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and I, I think that that's important. I think that um, I think there are a lot of people out there who, who really would enjoy it if they were exposed to it totally and especially like those really those really really heady varieties those ones that really spin you out those those narrow leaf varieties that do that on a lower dose and lower potency level they're like they work way better for like people who don't want to get too high yeah because it's so racy and it's so potent and so stimulating that at small doses like you get that long effect you don't get that kind of muddled kind of uh not quite high yet 
Right. Um, so there's a place for it, but if everyone's just chasing potency and people are smoking too much, then I think a lot of people got spun out and it's like, we're in this kind of like, what is cannabis supposed to be for us? Are we supposed to be getting higher? Are we supposed to just get fucked up and tune out and like the world's going down the fucking hell in a handout? <laughs> <laughs> well, we talk about this a lot, Mo. We're not into the whole, just uh, that, you know, THC is not a, is a, just a minor component of overall potency. It right. is not the end all be all. And it kind of sucks that states have sort of mandated you must know the THC level to know what you're buying. You know, I I'd uh, almost want to not the game. Know. I don't relax, need to bro. know. I'd like to discuss a terpene profile right. and what what works with yeah. me. Well, it's like if you smoke some other weed that's like not even that good, but it gets you really high all of a sudden, and you're like, "What the fuck happened here?" It's just because you've been smoking this particular fucking profile so long that you're just. You know, you're too not used easy. to it. And then all of a sudden you smoke something else. You've got a couple hits. It's like with dabs too. Same for me. Like if I smoke the same dabs, I don't really get that high. But if I have a little selection and I keep jumping back and forth, all of a sudden it's like, like I wake up on the couch all, well, what the <laughs> fuck happened, dude? I can something knock me out. You know what I mean? But it's, it's yeah. you have to hit all yeah. the different notes. For sure. So Mo, when, uh, you know, when you were hanging out with uh, Dan Aykroyd and Jim Belushi at the craft services, you know, just chumming with the slumming, you know, with the food, did you? <laughs> Did you hear any conversation about them doing a similar hunt for, you know, something that goes way back in everyone's genomic breeding history like bubblegum? Oh, yeah, bubblegum. Where are you find the source? You know, where, oh, how would you find that? I mean, it's got it's one of these lost strains. I have no idea where it is. Yeah. Is yeah, you know, I, they didn't know, but I've heard that quite a bit in the past few months, actually. A lot of people turning to the classics and... I'm kind of wondering if this is just like a cannabis expansion thing because we got these emerging markets and whenever emerging markets come on, they always want like things they've heard about for 20, 30 years. So you got Germany and Thailand coming on. So like right. all of a sudden everyone's interested in Blue Dream, Bubblegum and OG and Sour. Sour Diesel's coming back strong. Everyone wants Sour. Because uh, speaking of which, I got Rosin Dogs coming on in a little bit. Our Sweet. big winner when he won across the board, New York, best best sour in New York. Are we required to, when we talk about Sour Diesel, go truly to its lineage? Should we say it's the AJ cut or the bro cut? No. Well, oh, dude. Oh, Causing wars get... now. Causing wars. Uh, yeah. War. Uh, I don't know if we're going to solve that oh, here. War. Um, no, sour. I mean, I, I'm I'm a firm believer that sour diesel is a sour silicate thing. That's that's the guy who did it. You know, you can check him out on Instagram. Mm -hmm. He popped the bean, and everyone else who got it just got it from him. And it's just chem dog. It's just a chem dog that was grown by three different groups, and nobody knows what male pollinated it. Could be self. It could be something else in the room, but nobody knows. Yeah. Um, but that came from basically means like a lot of work went into this shit, bro. A lot of work, like, oh shit, something did something. Oh, it's Let's really grow good. It. Let's uh, grow the seed. This is the best, you know, but as yeah. all good, I think cut, everyone got the, the different cut thing was like, kind of like a hop latent thing. Cause everyone sour was all, was the first thing to go. So South so bad yeah. that like, what, what cut do you have? Do you have a sick cut or not? And that's when it started to really look like. Uh, you know, and then at the end, nobody had a clean cut because. So you're really it saying it's a sour latent viroid? <laughs> sour latent viroid. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, look at the you. first place I saw it. It's the first place I saw it. I mean, I started seeing. Uh, I would say by 2003 or 2004. 
Sour started think, showing I think, signs of I think Mo, Mo, was, Mo was at the uh, forefront of every virus and every disease and every <laughs> pest I've ever heard of. Like, yeah. Mo was the first guy to tell me about um, russets. Russets, I was just about he to He was say like, that. like, when I first got here, 2010, he's like, dude... There's these fucking, big. He's like, there's these fucking microscopic things. They eat your resin after it's harvested. And I'm like, this is now like the worst thing in the world. I was like, there's like, no, they, 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 they feast on your resin. Like, that's the yeah. fucking, that's that it. That's good. Fuck. And, well, well know, the funniest thing about the hop latent thing is like, I mean, this is the honest God truth that one of the first, you know, when, when I got sour and gave it to a few close friends, it was still healthy. And it was still growing fine. It was always a finicky plant, but it was still growing fine. But I did give it to a friend who also happened to be a, a home brewer. Mm. And that was, I don't know, man. Dun, I'm just saying. Dun, dun, dun. So you're saying. So what you're trying to say. So I brought powdery mildew to Holland and you started latent viral. I don't know, dude. I'm not saying I did, but it had to happen. You kind of are saying you did, Mo. Pretty much you are saying you did. It had to cross over somewhere. And in the. Oh, it was like a lively situation. It was the wet market. Yeah, it was your yeah, wet market situation. No. That was the wet well, market. No, they say, Civic Cat. They say Gorilla Glue, right? Gorilla Glue <laughs> was a possibly GG4 was one. GG Floor was definitely uh, one of the first identified, first. and it was clone only, meaning that yeah. unless you figure out how far back it went, everybody got it because yeah. But it's weird because I had it tested recently and it didn't have it, which is interesting. I was like, check oh. the lab, and it was okay. yeah, too many, too many genomes. I know that that was. I don't. Know, no, I'm, I don't I'm so the lab, all that shit. Well, I'm I didn't so fucking. Anyway. I was like, yeah. So no I just got something back that had lettuce sclerosis, and I'm like, where did this come from? I haven't brought anything in. It's all like, where? How do I? Did I always have lettuce sclerosis? Or did you, just, did you send, was uh, that part of the thing of the gigantic fucking nodules? You think or? the big fucking count weird i don't know I, I have no idea man it's just like another all, all of a sudden in this whole like puzzle of like how hop ruined my life kind of yeah. thing all of a sudden it's like oh and now there's another organism that's caught wreaking havoc i'm like ah mo oh, should yeah. just not leave the house see now lettuce no one's ever heard of lettuce they're like wait a minute so mo started lettuce viruses yeah, now? Uh, oh, lettuce no. virus yeah. you're really yeah, good it was it. a time up in salinas i was out there at the lettuce farms eating lettuce no i don't know but but so that's a new one. That's and interesting. I, I'm not sure like what the impact's going to be, but but hop. And then curly beat curly beats the other one that was kind of crossing over, right? Cannabis cryptic. Yeah. You know? Yep. Uh, I don't know. Medusa man. stones, bro. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> definitely the ones that you're seeing more prevalently out there, and the ones that most labs are testing for. You know, mostly. Um, well, Cali has so much ag going on too, though. That yeah. started to get scary because it's like you got, yeah. you know, you're sandwiched in between a couple farms, and they're all doing some weird shit. Hundred percent right. spraying and pesticides and sure. airplanes. Oh, definitely spraying lots of pesticides, and there's tons of, oh, you know, drift. drift. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing that's been the, the the thing that I keep asking people who like know more than me, and I've the soybean ones are bad. Like, that's that's the bad shit. What, but what about dried flour? I mean, like, when is someone going to come out and do like a study that shows they, they say dried flour will likely still have hop in it? Which no is one's scary done a transmission as fuck. study. 
to prove like whether or not. And then what about pollen? I mean, not pollen, but we what know about, pollen. you know, yeah. gland. what are these guys with, who are tumbling fucking 20 varieties at once yeah. in a tumbler? And the whole thing is just dust flying all over the place. I'm like, is every one of these little glands a going. floating vector? They just did the HBO miniseries called The Last of Us. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Mo, you're doing that now. Yeah, that's it. You'll Mo, they it. based it on you, right? Another one. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm, I'm kind of seeing how it kind of is. Yeah, he just has the eagle eye, and he always gets to the gets to see the thing before people see it, which is yeah, not always a great. Yeah. yeah. Chicken Little. So, are you still in Big Sur, or it'd be hard to leave that place? Am I? No, no. I, I left Big Sur as a young child. I've lived most of my life in, in Southern California. My brother still lives in Big Sur um, and uh, other brothers all up and down the coast and Mendo and Santa Cruz and stuff. But so I'm still California coastal. That's my my home. But now I don't get to spend nearly as much time as I'd like in Big Sur. It's, it's changed a lot. And obviously you can't get the there half the time. You can't even get there half the time, right? The road yeah, exactly. falls out all the time. The bridges <laughs> are gone. Yeah, You're like, tourists in their RVs and you know, yeah, no, it's, trip. it's a, the far thing is there's no cannabis in Big Sur. There's no license, cannabis licenses in Big Sur. Obviously, there's not a lot of flat land in Big Sur, but you know, they've at least got a story to tell. And they're very well. I really think Big Sur like was the place that modern day cannabis kind of the the little petri dish because of this proximity between san francisco and la so all the import shit that came into those areas kind of found its way into big sur and before humble and the and the triangle really took off there was a lot there was just a scene there the harvest parties and stuff you know right so which inspired cannabis cups and emerald cups and all that stuff that really started because of the big sur harvest parties in the late 60s i messed this thing up yeah, you messed trim, everything up. Trim candy. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely, it's definitely the, and, and, you know, Esalen was there too. And I mean, that's pretty much yeah. where if you were the in crowd, cool fucking psychedelic person, you were going to be down there hanging out and smoking the best weed too. So tripping and smoking the best weed. <laughs> pretty much. I would imagine that would be, <laughs> that was a good time. And that was just down the road from there. So yeah, pretty totally. awesome. But in the eighties, in the eighties, everything in Vixar got crossed. You know, they basically, you know, because camp was so heavy um nobody wanted to grow trees anymore nobody wanted to grow out in the open anymore and everyone had to cross their shit so everything got crossed with afghani so and, and nobody kept clones um so everything eventually got diluted and diluted and diluted you know until the early 90s and it was just a completely different scene you know there's still some people who held on to genetics and you know some of the stuff that you know that made sage was came from big sur from that era and over the next 10 years you know they, they just kind of they kind of lost a lot of the original stuff and that's kind of why big sir holyweed is this big legendary thing it's like what happened to it like what happened to all the great varieties in the past it's just kind of the same thing no one kept clones and cops are dicks but it also has sure. really good name recognition you know if you were gonna script a belushi strain hunt show you'd want them looking after the you know the big sir yeah a hundred percent yeah so it, it, the, the gears were turning for you right i, don't speak I hope you enjoyed it because uh it seemed like you had fun 
when I when Yeah, I, I had a good time. It. I had a good time for sure. I've never watched the show. It was literally on. Like I had something recorded. I think it was watching. Yeah, yeah. NHL don't hockey. don't pretend like you, you don't watch it. That. You love it. You take notes. I would why would I say I would <laughs> like, say Ooh, I love he it. said that. Let me know. Hey, <laughs> but when I saw that, I, I instantly called Adam. And like, uh, I think you guys on the show, bro. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, that was, yeah, well, at least they came and got you, right? They could have found some douchebag somewhere who has some 12th generation cut that's totally contaminated. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of different <clears throat> things that came out of that region. That's just the reality of it. And and but it did start on Chamba, which was kind of interesting. And that's I think that's where it came in there is because, you know, there's two basic lineages that people consider Big Sur Holyweed. The real Big Sur Holyweed was Mexican. And it wasn't one variety held by one breeder. It was an influx of genetics that got dis distributed, and you know. So, but then the next wave in the in the mid '70s was all the um, the African stuff, the Malawi, yeah. and the um, eventually the Chamba, and that's where Ackroyd had you know had made his connection with with um, with Big Sur Holyweed was around Chamba. So, which was really cool because the chamba is 100% what's in sage, and there's there's Mexican influence in there as well, but the chamba influence is real strong. So that was kind of like, well, you know, what camp do you want Big Sur Hollywood to be? Because it's all these different things, and to me, like, really, it's kind of like an Appalachian. It's like Crippy, it's like Crippy was kind of like in in it's, Florida for a while there too, where it's like everything was Crippy. If it was, we good. have to edit yeah. now. No. You said Crippy? No. Uh-oh. Yeah, or or in Piff in the Northeast. Oh! All the, oh, you're saying all the big words. Big <laughs> words. <laughs> Name drop. That's right. <laughs> yeah, so it kind of these, it, it's the Quran, and, and Chamba was the same thing, right? So it's the same, like, yep. vibe. Where Chamba's the, the, the word for the, for the killer. For Good the, weed. <laughs> the kind bud. The kind. And, oh, Afri but, and, um, and Africa, yeah. it was funny because African kind of got, like, it's not that it got lost in the shuffle, but definitely was not as talked about as much. It was always like Afghans, Thais, Mexican. Those were like the most common, you know, the, the Tam combo, right? And then later, and then, and then I was also the like, I think, uh, I think I remember you telling me a long time ago that they were just calling it Affy, even though it was African. And so that made it even more confusing because you're like, if it's yeah. if someone says Affy, you think Af Afghani, of course, right. but then, yeah. and, and Sage has that real unique sort of eucalyptus background or something like that. You know what I mean? It's a totally uh, <laughs> not like Mexican tire or, or very Afghan. unique. Yeah. The eucalyptal yeah. terp. Yep. So living yeah. in California, Mo, I take it you've been to a Grateful Dead show or two? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure Adam mentioned this, but our, our uncle, not by blood, but you know, um, Kind of our, our our main uncle it was the original road manager for the dead JR. jonathan reese and wow. you know it's so funny is when i when we saw what's his name what was his name again steve parish so we, went, we were so we go we're talking to steve parish and i go hey man how's it going and i just was like i, I knew i was going to ask him about it I go yeah you know uh do you ever you, ever, you remember jr he, he gave me like the look like i said <laughs> he's like he goes, you're too young to know Jr. And I'm like, no, I was a kid. I was a kid. He was my friend, like, uh, like my mom's friend. And then he got like yeah. really weird. Remember, he got like he got mad. Like he was like, you listen to my stories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, sorry, sure. sorry. I was just asking. Well, yeah, because we knew all the same. I mean, it's like I didn't know. I mean, I we just 
just mentioning you knew somebody from the past that you had a connection with him that that's what triggered him he's oh, like, he triggered i want to, <laughs> gotta, gotta, i want to be that guy he's a great guy i mean don't get me wrong the stories he can tell and that he did tell were well jr am- well jr's kids amazing. it was funny uh so cheyenne one time was uh, so his two kids cheyenne and and uh joaquin right so joaquin i guess there was a show going on and he was like you know I think I'd like to go check out a show, right? And then he goes, do you think we could get in? And then it, Cheyenne's like, dude, I've been using your tickets for 20 fucking years. What are you talking about? Like, of course we could get in. You know what I mean? We're on the permanent fucking family list or whatever. And it was just like, yeah. and he's like, really? Because he didn't ever even utilize it. But she's been banging. Yeah, she's like, yeah, of course I used your tickets every time. <laughs> now, my first, my first real show, I went to a couple shows when I was a kid with my brother. Just, But my first real, like, dead experience was with was when Jonathan first got reconnected with the family and he's basically like, it was kind of like now his kids are growing up and we wanted to go see the dead. You know, we, you know, we wanted to go see the dead. We don't want to, you know, we wanted to be introduced to the family. So it was like, Jonathan, you got to like pull some strings and, you know, make it happen. So he did, but it was so super weird because like me and you remember Nina, yeah. Uh, me and Nina went to go see a show and I'm like 14 and Jonathan's like, I ain't going anywhere near anything. <laughs> he's like, you guys, here's your backstage passes. You go in there, but I'm going to go hang out in the parking lot while you guys go do that. Because he'd been so outside of that scene. And then when Cheyenne got so deeply into it and, like, back in, it was just really good kind of healing thing just to, like, be a part of that family again. So, uh, um, famously, but, famously, he yeah. was at Woodstock uh, where they had the... Um, where they had the fucking wind came and almost ripped yeah. the stage off, and they basically he went out with his knife and cut the cut, the cut the ropes to fucking let it go, so it wouldn't fucking pull the whole stage out and like save Damn. the day. Right. So, so yeah. Oh. yeah, in there, 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 yeah, there was a, there was a there was a documentary about it. I remember, and Rock Scully was like, he talked about that moment. He says, "Yeah, we all pulled out our buck knives," and I remember thinking like, "No, no, 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 Jonathan no. pulled out buck knives." <laughs> exactly. Now it's all of them. Now yeah, it's all of them. Everybody's story now. <laughs> it was me. I did it, and I pulled out my machete. Yeah, no, it was, it was the uh, lightning was coming down, man, and what? we had seconds before the tower exploded, and we all just <laughs> I well, used my weird. teeth. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. the thing is that Jr. and and uh, Mo's dad were like the the, the 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 duo back in the day. You know what I mean? Like the the definitely the partners in crime all the way. Which Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, man? Those guys they they got stories that people won't believe. And there's stories that we can never tell. That's <laughs> <laughs> so like it's crazy. Yeah, and both those guys have passed, but uh, yeah, well, there's some photo photo evidence, but yeah, they, they did a lot. And, and with the dead too. I mean, there's some I've heard some interesting stories from my older brothers. We got we would you know when we were babies we would go like Jr. had a cattle truck and he would round up the all the family. I'm the youngest of six. And um, my mom and my dad, so we're living in Big Sur, so they would round up the whole family and take us all up to the ranch and, like, plop, plop the kid. I always feel like like there's some kind of story, backstory. It's like they used families to, like, stage events or something <laughs> like that. Like, okay, yeah, don't, don't mind what's going on over here. There's the family over in the pool hanging out there, and, you know. And uh, so without saying too much, uh, yeah, there was a lot, J.R. and Rodney. 
did a lot of crazy stuff with the dad in in that time period. But yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> wasn't oh, the yeah. brown, wasn't Rodney's doing the brown acid back in the day? Wasn't that partially him? I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know. I think sometimes we start we may, we might have made those stories up ourselves. Just like, <laughs> yeah, just, just, just to over. You're the brown acid guy. Yeah. That'd be it. That's perfect. My dad is a brown acid guy. I'm the hot <laughs> <laughs> You're just contaminating <laughs> the world, dude. One step at a time. Was it was it Bill Graham who said that out loud? Do not eat, eat the, the brown acid. Or yeah, either that it wasn't wavy gravy. I can't remember. No, it was one of the promoters, I think. But okay. yeah. yeah, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> but then I heard from then I heard everybody was like, "Oh, dude, that's the good shit right there. You gotta get that." It was kind yeah, of right. like, it's like how all the fentanyl people now they're like, "Do that killing people? Oh, we want that. Yeah. Like, we, we want the rhino. Right. Well, we should make we should like breed some really crazy land race variety and call it brown acid. That's right. Well, it's probably right. it was probably something like now it's already been ten x. Like they forgot <laughs> yeah. to dilute it, you yeah. know, to get. Well, it that's what I'm saying. It might have been just way too strong. Yeah, they're like, oh shit. Like yeah, I was always told with mics. crystal, with crystal LSD, if you could see it, you did too much. That was just, oh, as, that was just the well, way I imagine. So yeah, <laughs> you, did, you, did, you didn't even want to be in the room when somebody was, yeah. was laying it out. It was, well, people yeah. often with crystal, people often made the mistake and thinking it was another substance. Yeah. We have a, another friend of Mo and I's, uh, Jules, uh, she did like, like a quarter gram or something ridiculous no no and no. uh and ended up yeah she did and she tripped ball she That's climbed up a hill hundred fifty thousand hits no it's right? no, no 25, it's 2500 000. hits 2500 2500 but but it's still, if it's still, real and it's clean it's you clean you're fine she she uh so basically she climbed up some hill set up her little thing there and her friends brought her food for like three days and, and she had an alarm yeah. and she had an alarm clock and she would set the alarm so every so often it would go off and then she'd be like oh yeah alarm okay and then they come up bring her food and she she wrote it out you know she was a, she's a trooper trooper like she loved she was able to handle schwarzenegger <laughs> that's right that's right schwarzenegger whoa was this hey whoa here? wait you wait whoa, hey, whoa. There's, there's there's three of us here we want to hear yeah this, what, you let's know. hear it it's just us <laughs> no, nobody's yeah. gonna tell us. Nah, no. Jules is still around. <laughs> I can't tell story. I can't tell story. He, he used to drive around Sun Valley and do donuts. And shit. Who coming shorts? Out the, yeah, coming out of the pizza parlor in this Humvee. <laughs> wow. Screw your so, freedom. Screw your freedom. I'm a <laughs> I got donuts. Just a leaf. That's right. Um, and how about you guys? You're gonna do a collab together? Mo and Adam. Mo oh, Adam yeah, I've been Zach. trying. Well, the well, the funny uh, thing with Mo, I've been trying for so long. It's like first I had to create. First I had to get him to Amsterdam. That was like in ninety. Would you come in 92? 93. 93. March. 93. So, and it's funny. I, I've I, another one of those stories I've told before. But I was like, I went to this Belgian bar. I got super hammered on all these fucking heavy beers. Where I was just like, I was wasted right i went outside <laughs> and i like crawled into this phone booth and i called mo up I'm like, and i'm all drunk and i'm like you gotta come out of here it's fucking great the beer's good and, and, I was like, and i was like i remember i was so drunk i like i like we couldn't keep my head up you know what i mean and i was yeah. like, trying to talk to you on the phone and then i was like after then you're like yeah right i'm gonna try to figure it out and i'm like yeah after i was all i was all happy i rode home and it was one of those nights i think i i rode home and i projectile vomited on the way home <laughs> while while riding my bike and i never stopped riding i just was like i was so happy yeah, I, got, I was super happy awesome. week, yeah it was one of the, a week later a week later <laughs> someone stole my truck 
And then I was like, fuck it, I'm going to Amsterdam. I got no truck, I got no job. And Shackman, our another family friend, who's a guitar player for Nina Simone, said, "Come, come to Paris, and I'll teach you how to play guitar, and we'll, you know, I'll be your mentor." So I bought a one-way ticket to Amsterdam. I was like, "Fuck it, I'm. This is it. I had like 800 bucks, one-way ticket, two guitars, backpack, Adam, yeah, funky was, apartment. Right? Let's do it." Pre, yeah. Just before we got the CIA and stuff like that, because he was there for all the inceptions of all the. <laughs> All the good shit we did but then mo would like it was funny because first i had to get him out of his house over there and then i had to get him out of his house in amsterdam because it was like come on mo you come on ah, you know and he was growing and he was always like uh pretty much yeah i'm just gonna take care of the plants or i'm trimming it was always i'm trimming you know, and he, well, also i had a i had a courtyard apartment which is rare in amsterdam so you got a backyard with a little bit of sun not a lot of sun but a little bit and i couldn't resist the idea of like planting seeds and growing because I had a, I had a, a small indoor scene, Fills so the but I had a black box. I, I made a blackout box with with you know panda, uh, you know white black white, and basically so I would trigger plants early so that they'd flower in the Dutch summer. So that's how I did nice. all my outdoor there. So I had to be home physically at seven a.m. Yep. and seven a.m. <laughs> every single day, like, day. Yep. to move a whole backyard with the pets in and out, and then I could trigger them. And then because nothing flowered in Amsterdam, and nothing yeah. flowered in a courtyard because you had fucking walls all around. It'd be you. summer. It'd so be like it'd be sun till eleven o'clock at night and shit. You know, you're yeah. like, it ain't no way it's gonna trigger. You know, yeah, yeah. exactly. And then the, the funny thing with that is that the sage was the plant in the corner that was the saddest, shittiest plant that never got any light. Isn't it that always? <laughs> three inches tall. Yeah. You know, that, that was literally had maybe a half a gram to a gram of bud on it. And I went up and smelled that thing and it was just so like instant, like, woo, oh, very nice that is like childhood memories of killer weed growing up and i want to smoke that for the rest of my life and so i had to i had to harvest enough to take one or two bong hits keep the plant alive and reveg and get some cuttings and start breeding and the whole thing but yeah that was yeah that was the, the lucky scenario because all the seeds that went into those backyard grows were just random from all over the place eight months later uh, well that was yeah. the whole thing that was the yeah, exactly that was the other story we've told Get many ready. times on the show which is like mo kept you know we're doing little test test runs or whatever and we kept going oh this one's like it's like tastes like big sir or something it's weird like because big sir's all white sage everywhere right mm -hmm. and we're like it's like sagey and then mo had his like right before you fall asleep you get the fucking you know what i mean and he calls me up he's like Write this down, and I'm all okay. Okay, write it down. Sativa, Afghanica, genetic equilibrium. And he goes back to sleep, and like, and, and then the next day he calls me. He's like, "You write it down," and I'm like, "Yep." And he's like, "Yeah, just like flash to him." You know what I mean? Like that's what we're gonna call it. And turned out, and then Rob Clark, who's now his partner, um, you know, we were lucky enough to hang out with him, and he's you know writing books instead of just articles or some bullshit. He's writing actual books, and you know, so, so we're like trying to feed him information as much as possible to get in there get that in the book but uh he was like you know that is basically the that's like the all modern cannabis it's a description of the best modern cannabis would be a sativa afghanic genetic equilibrium perfect balance between the two and it's like okay well there you go so we've i dig we, it we liked it you know yeah that solidified that one for sure and yeah, people awesome. are so proud when they know what it means. Like they're like, "Oh, dude, let me tell, <laughs> let me tell you." <laughs> and they tell you, and you're like, "Yeah, you got it." 
Well, yeah, I think you. I think you're the guy who got everyone talking using the word genetics. I mean, KGB, Sage, Combo. I mean, you didn't hear people talk about genetics so much about cannabis, and it became a you know thing. Genetic, the genetics. Yeah, well, that's what it all came down to, right? For sure. And and then (laughs) when you got to Amsterdam, that was the other funny part too. Is like that. So the bubblegum seeds came from Victor from Rhode Island, and then sage seeds came from you from Cali. So it was like whenever we brought something different to the to the mix, all of a sudden it fucking blew up and everybody freaked out. Whereas if you grew anything that was there, it was kind of like, ah, oh, it's a citral times what a power plant or whatever. And it was always kind of like, so it kind of proves you have yeah. to always bring something really out from the outside. And that's where it gets really interesting. Right. Oh yeah. There's still a lot out there, you know? Yeah. I mean? I mean, and that's what's so beautiful is there's so many people out there who haven't experienced certain cannabinoids and their whole system is like, deprived of it right now and then once they get it it's going to be like a christmas tree lights up and they're gonna be like oh yeah this is why i love this and then they're gonna chase that (laughs) fucking dragon forever damn it never got high i I, I had this i i know i've lately i've been not not i'm not it's not so pessimistic but skeptical i'll say it's like skeptimus that art art yeah it's, it's like our our whole like brain the way we're wired is so wired towards flavor over because it's a safety thing it's like more primal than anything else in our life like does something taste or smell safe to eat right and in the process of creating such dynamic cannabis aroma profiles we might have handed over the torch from effect to flavor Mm. because i meet more and more people today and the number one criteria they want from cannabis is they want to taste good and if you think of the entire spectrum of ethanol the entire spectrum of what people will pay for an ethanol experience, it's only flavor. A little bit That's of mouthfeel and a little bit of potency, a little bit. That's but true. it's really just flavor. Yeah. And it's like, I'm afraid. It's like, it makes me freak out to think that the idea that like, as we're handing cannabis off to like the next corporate wave and all this commercial agriculture, that what we're handing off is suites of flavors and not suites of effects. Because yeah. cannabis to me is a drug and it does a lot for people. And 100%. it'd be nice if we looked at the way that it makes you feel more than the way it tastes. And the way we're so focused in our world of fast food and candy that now, like in California, it's just like candy gas, candy gas. I mean, you can't beat that. <laughs> no, I know. Like when you talk about like spicy herbal or herbaceous earthy, it's like, no, kids want candy gas, man. That's what they want. Yeah, but that's right. why we have to we have to take our hand off the scale and stop talking about THC component, right? Yeah. Just right. sell the product on experience. Right. And let them look up the THC afterwards if they really need to, right. to look it I up. Like, I feel like I feel like the word gas is almost the first crack in the fucking thing where it started to like yeah. it started to dumb down everything because you're like it's really yeah. not there's. I don't know what gas smells like, and then that. You know it's what not that. And right. I think it's diesel was funny that. because diesel never smelled like yeah, diesel, and that was never ever oh, part no. of the thing. That was never ever part of the deal. And the, then you get people right. who would be like, "Dude, it smells just like diesel," and you're like, "Are you? Have you ever smelled diesel Obviously. in your life?" Yeah. Yeah. I, like, I, I, like I hope not. I mean, there's definitely a solventy thing. That's you know, there's a to me, it's pine sol and, pine, and yeah, pine, pine sol for no, sure. Yeah, hundred percent across the board. Like back in the day, that was kind of like the. Like if you could get those pine, that those pine like, terp. like that northern light piney terp thing, so that good. was kind of like 
missing. Just and as that's much another as one that you just don't see a lot of nope. anymore, and that's, nope. a, that's a shame. That's there was skunk favorites. and Christmas tree. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then yeah. the two flavors are gone. Yep, most. yep. <laughs> Can't try and find some. My, my first exposure now. to cannabis was Northern California in a little town called Petrolia, 1983, mm. at, when I was 13 Petrolia years old. And I, have, I was able to stay in touch with it until 92, you know. But after that, nope, that, mm. that, that terp is gone. Yeah. I, while you guys were talking about soil and everything and how you're, you know, Tim, they can design soil for you and, you know, run a protocol to give you what you want. Yeah. Well, why can't somebody create for us the soil that recreates Northern California Petroleum? I mean, 1983. I think, I think people, that's the goal. people do that or try to achieve yeah. that. That's, that's yeah. what we're, I think that's what we're ultimately trying to achieve is just what we're trying to find the connection between the, the terroir of the, of the surrounding soil, the air, you know, whatever encompasses that whatever natural environmental um, uh, um, stone, I'm sorry, uh, uh, <laughs> factors that play into, you know, the ultimate flavor of what, what gives this plant this unique flavor. Like you could grow it somewhere else inside of a room, whatever, but, you know, whatever is the best for it to be in its best condition to give that best expression that we're looking for, which could mean something completely different. Um as well, you know, like, and I think that that's what we're kind of trying to figure out. And I, and I wanted to touch a little bit because it kind of relates to this, but what we were speaking on before with, you know, the flavor to experience, um, um, effect <laughs> axis or whatever, if you will. But, um, you know, I think that that's what I'm, what I think is unique about cannabis is that, you know, it's, it's that it's somewhat in the middle there where, the flavor, the terps, they somewhat play into the experience. Obviously, the entourage effect we always talk about. But, you know, I, I agree. I think it should be heavy on the side of effect because of the medicinal values. And I think as we commercialize and, you know, obviously, you know, there's there's good and bad things with, with um, having a cannabis industry. And um, it's definitely something I'm grateful for. But I will say that it, you know, one thing I, I want to see more of is is us to focus more on effect and and the experience overall. Well, it's because everybody's all zazad out and they can't fucking figure, <laughs> figure out what anything is. Oh, dude, zazad, bro. You're like, no doubt. That but is also, not, the, the effect is, <laughs> that is not a thing. Yeah, yeah. the effect <laughs> is Look yeah. who just joined. Oh, Can speaking totally of Zaza, our time off. We're supposed no, to go into. It's fine. I just told him to come on. Oh, there then, he goes. All right. Thawa, the, the king of the Thawa. Are you the king of the sour now? Are you the new bro? Are you bro two D two? What's going on? It's his, what can you can't hear talk. You? you cut. And your then his thing never works. Oh, he's the say worst. something out loud. Say oh, it. I can't hear anything. Oh, you fuck. No, you you. What Vinny didn't Vinny didn't do anything. It's all you. Well, so, he can't so, figure it out. For those of you listening, this is Rosin Dogs. He's been a listener forever. Was at Adam's first. Uh, he learned everything. He yeah. all everything he's ever learned. He learned Padawan. when he came out here and went to the first ADSI, and then uh, and he still won't advertise on the show. And he, he went a home. Business. <laughs> yeah, right. He's up in Fish Kill. Oh wait, you muted yourself. See, I can see that's that's why. He's up in Fish Kill up in New York. No, you did it again. You, you push it once. Isn't there it? You go. Isn't now it? Talk. All right, there it is. All right, I figured it out. Fuck. 
Wow. It's usually turning it off that everybody free, can't figure out, but you can't even get it on. He's yeah, I can't, I can't turn it on, you know what I mean? That's what she said. <laughs> da -da -da. Oh, sorry, Mrs. Rosendogs. She's right there, too. Is she there? Where is she? <laughs> yeah, of course she is. Bring her, right come there. on. Right there. Come on, camera. Right. We miss her. Yeah. Oh. She, doesn't have any she doesn't have any clothes on. <laughs> oh, there you go. Winner. Winner. <laughs> so, uh, sweeped. He just swept. Swept or sweeped? Yeah. So, sweeped, swept, yeah, swept. so I mean, uh, my fellow team members, New Turp City, got oh, four uh, first place team, team. Um, victories. You know, I helped them with their rosin. I washed it and pressed it for them, the Matt Super Skunk. So you're the best of New York now. How does and that this feel? This is the, tro the trophy, one of the four trophies that the team got. Congratulations. Right Thank you. Hitman Dougie's, uh, so it's best of New York event. Best of New York. As, as you know, Dougie puts on a one hell of a oh, yeah. competition. Sony, it was Sony, like four days Sony long. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how epic was that, you know, to be able to smoke in Sony Hall? I mean, that's crazy. Are you supposed to say that out loud right now? Do they even know? No. Yeah, I'm sure they know. They <laughs> that must... place got smoked out. That's awesome. That's great. And like last year, you also That's won, cool. right, with edibles? Yeah, last year edibles and also a uh, a choice a choice award for the solvent. Gotcha. But this year, this year they won uh, best flower, which was the sour best solvent, which was sour holy holy water. Um, best edibles, which was their rainbow fish. And then the mass super skunk was the rosin that one that I had a that I Damn. had a slight part in. Slight part, slight part. Awesome. That's awesome. And uh, it was good to see Sour win in New York, of course. I mean, you know, of course. it's like got to keep it up there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we got a lot. We got a lot more stuff than just Sour. You know what I mean? I mean, sure. Sour's our back, our backbone. That's why there is a Sour Family Farms because all four of us, we all grow the same cut of sour so that's what bonds us but we all have our specialties you know like that's the only way it works is we all have certain things that we all do but we all grow the sour so good for you congratulations awesome and i, I Thank you. yeah I'll, I'll definitely let everybody know on the team you know new turp city is uh you know they're an awesome bunch of guys you know most of the other people on the team don't want any notoriety or you know, they're still black market guys, so. No, I watched the awards acceptance on ESPN 8, the Ocho, and uh, when you were talking and giving your acceptance speech, you didn't mention Adam once. I know, you didn't say, like, you I know? learned everything. Oh, no, it was actually yeah. great. They actually did let me talk, and so I went up there, and I did the classic, fuck you, fuck right. you, fuck you, you're, <laughs> you're cool. cool, I'm out, yeah. and drop the mic. <laughs> Really? So I was right. You didn't mention yep. Adam once. Yeah. <laughs> you had an opportunity to mention your Jedi Master. No. And but, uh, yeah, your friend Melia. I can't say that name. Mila. She was Mila. there. She's awesome. It's not that hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's just Mila. Yeah. Yeah, she won. I saw Mila. that. She got the uh, her little lifetime achievement again. Again. Yeah, she, she yeah she's show. awesome. She Multiple lifetimes. She but it, it was really cool. There's a lot of cool people there. Like Champelli was there, which was really cool from the West Coast. Um, Crockett was there. It was really cool. Yeah. It was a very nice event. So did you raise your consulting rates now? <laughs> um, no, but we have been getting a lot of interesting phone calls um, from Bro, all cops. across the country. Oh, that's good. Uh, wow. So, yeah. They all want yep, I want my Thawa. 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 
Did, yeah, we got did some good. We got you? some good sour. I mean, you want thousand dollar ounces? We got them. Oh, <laughs> so New York. You know what I'm thinking right now, Adam? I'm seeing four new chairs. Oh yeah, I mean, chairs, are squeaky. You need to sponsored stop the squeak. by Hippo Hydro. That's how we're going to start our advertiser. We need four nice chairs that don't fucking squeak when we move. You have a better chance of Sour Family Farms sponsoring the show than Hippo Hydro. I'll tell you that right That's now. That's what I meant. Sour Family Farms. Freudian slip there. There you go. <laughs> you know. It was... It was so you guys don't know this. So it, before the plague, or was it before the plague? I don't know. I think yeah, so. it was before the plague. Before he, the plague. Uh, no, it was uh, during, during the plague. Yeah, even worse. even worse. Even worse. Yeah. 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 Flood, a huge flood, like lost. When New York went under, fifty right, grand. Right, right. He was about. He was lost all his. He was going to lose his business. And what do we do? We fly out on mm -hmm. our own dime to do a benefit for him, <laughs> a show in his studio. Up to our ankles in water. It, I mean, <laughs> we had to uphill both ways. It was amazing how the plane flew up both ways. Yeah. And still, that's. Yeah, Years lost. ago, still yeah. doesn't advertise can't every advertise. show. Can't, pull, can't no. pull the trigger. Nope, can't pull the trigger. Too much. Unbelievable. Yeah. Right? I don't, own, I don't own a Colorado hydro store. It's a New York hydro store. Uh, you should be loaded. No you should be making all sorts I seriously, of money. I seriously make no money. I'd be better off working at McDonald's. Uh, listen <laughs> to listen we got to a gajillion listeners in New York. They would all come to Sour Family Farms. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's not that's not the case anymore. I mean, everybody just shops on fucking Amazon. The only people come in to the store are people that buy soil. Bastards. You know, can't ship it. Bastards. You're like, ah, now you come to me for the soil, so you just have to triple you triple charge Jesus, them on the soil or what? Fucker. I don't give them no deals on the soil. I can't. I I need to stay open. No you know deals. what I mean? Miss Rosen dogs. You know she demands a lot. So. This is true. <laughs> this is true. Uh, yeah, you're well. You're not wrong. She has very high standards. How she wound up with you is... I have, I have no idea. Yeah. I, I really don't. I think the funniest fact, well, one, one of the funniest facts about where Rods and Dogs is at is that somebody named AJ grew up there. Oh, yeah. In that little tiny town. Yep. They go kill. way back. And I heard him talk about it on another podcast where he mentioned fish kill, and I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. He's telling people. Yeah. He's telling the real story. So you're growing the AJ cut then? No. Well, I'm sorry. There are people on SoundCloud who can't see you nodding your head in affirmation. <laughs> um, yes, uh, three three out of the four of us uh, say it's AJ cut. Uh, the other one is not friends with AJ, so he likes to call it something different. No which way. Which we're all good with. Asshole Joe? Someone doesn't like him. asshole Joe? I don't believe it. Who, who yeah, like I, I mean, come on. It is, it is what it is. I mean, uh, you know, sours doing but what we, sours all the same cut. keeping people on their toes. And the right? sours back, the sours never gone anywhere. What I usually tell people is the sour hasn't changed. People have, Aww. you know, it's just, it's just like, well, I mean, it's the truth. I'm just, I'm sick of hearing it from these uh, 25 year olds that they miss the sour they used to smoke. <laughs> When they were eight or something like that, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, basically something like that. You if know, that I, I mean, like it's still pre, it's still pre vigorous. It's it's still roots. Still one of the first thing the roots in the cloning machine. It's still veggies great. It still yields like crazy. Uh, is it hard to get the terps out? It is, but we figured it out. It ain't that hard. So if you ever come across that um, that expert again. Uh, he's more than welcome to come on the show. 
I would love to hear a 25 year old talk about how what it used to be like <laughs> when he smoked oh, sour back in the day. That guy's a great guest. I'm just telling you right now. If he could say that a, out loud, a, there's a lot of those podcasts. Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> <laughs> they're out there. They're out there. Yeah. That that's the that's like the two guys that critiqued the other podcast. You know that that I want that guy. Anyway, you know. I had a funny one recently where some kid contacted me on Instagram, and and if you're listening, I'm not saying anything bad about you. Yes, you <laughs> oh. Offended, but oh, he no. basically said, "Hey, I found one of your cuts," uh, and he had all the right, he had all the information. He knew what year it came from and everything. He's like, "Well, I was like, wow, this is kind of impressive." And he's like, "And and I don't have it anymore. It's one of those things that got uh, just let go out of all the things, you know." And he's like, "Yeah, it's one of the strongest plant I've ever grown." I'm like, "Yeah, that was true. Super potent." He's like, yeah, but it herms out. If you got any any pest pressures, I'm like, yeah, that's pretty much it. She sent me some pictures. I'm like, yeah, that's it. Cool. And I was like, so you want to like share some cuttings with me or a friend or something? He's like, oh no, dude, I went through a lot to get this. I wouldn't. Are you, you know. fucking kidding? He just wanted yeah, to tell you. He's like, up. he's like 19 or 20. He's like, no, man, I had to really do a lot to get this cutting, and you know, <laughs> I couldn't give it away. I'd need like 20 grand or something. 20 for it. grand. Like, oh my god. I was like, fuck him. I was like, dang, <laughs> young blood. Yeah, you know, you only get a few opportunities wow. in this game, you know, so don't step on toes. Yeah. Well, he's you a nice know what? Guy. He's trying. He's trying to, you know, make a name for himself. Give us his stuff. name and address. Odie will go kick his ass. Oh, Odie's yeah. ready. He's already <laughs> yeah. in the car. Jay and Silent Bob will do it too. Yeah, they're, they're really. <laughs> well, it's like, it, it, it's... I hope he's listening. Why did you say you weren't insulting him? That, that's a no, dick I move. Mean, that's such... We had somebody come on the show, show us some amazing flower. Yeah. And then took it back. Just walked away. Just walked away with it. <laughs> like, I know what a dick move is when I see it. That's a dick move. Yeah. So you yeah. should have called call it a dick move, you know? Yeah. If you're yeah. listening right now, you can make amends. Get Mo yeah. the cut. Get him the cut. Okay? Get him the cut. It's only fair. Okay? He's not going to make a gajillion off of it. You can go do what you want with it. West, I mean, that's like it. the classic, though, with clones in general. It's like if you have some something special and you lose it and you go back to somebody and they have it and then the minute they know you don't have it it's like power tripping like you're just like see almost like you can't let them know you know what i mean somehow you have to be like you know finagle it without because the minute they don't oh i'm always so surprised really? when you tell me these breeding stories because my exposure to breeding like i said was in the 80s in petrolia where i was just a kid you got laid no, I was 13 years old. I wasn't as suave as Adam back then. No, oh, I mean, I mean, the only thing you know about breeding is when you got laid. No, right. right. No, this I know right, from right, I watched right. them. They would all they would show up like driving a, a a really old like you know one of those trail bikes, carrying an old six shooter in a leather holster, and they'd have three clones, and they would go to the other 10 people who lived in the town, and they would trade clones, and that was that was how they bred. You know, some were male, some were female. They did their thing, but it always had that pine, that that terp, that I remember. And they probably, if if they were still around breeding today, and you were sick, you know, looking for a cut that they had, they'd give it to you wholeheartedly. You know, there's always troublemakers on dirt bikes. That's pretty much what it is. No, they, they were just. They <laughs> I had these rural, man. I had these kids who I bought some weed in Rhode Island off of in the Rhode Island. Like it was like they were like that like trailer trash kid like the worst trailer trash kids driving stolen cars you know what i mean it was like the whole and, and i but i got this bag of weed and it was like ugly but it was really electric electric green no hairs and like in like real skunk like what you 
we're, we're all looking for it. Like the thing we're all looking for. And I was just these two little kids like basically <laughs> growing it. And I'm just thinking like, fuck, it was so prevalent back then that it was just like, it didn't matter if you were growing in a Rhode Island in a fucking trailer park behind a fucking dumpster thing. You know what I mean? They were still growing. It was like, it was fucking amazing, but no structure at all. Like the shittiest structure ever, like just leafy and weird. Yeah. Fuckers. See, I glanced at the chat and what do I see? What? Dave lost his virginity in 2020. Poor Dave. I'm like, I haven't looked at the chat in so long. I look at that, that's what I see. And for your information, fuckers, I have a 28-year-old son, so do the fucking math. <laughs> you, you got laid 28 years ago. That's the math. That was it. Well, that was at least one, one and one done. Times. One and done. One and done. Uh, that's good. All right, let's pay some bills. All right, we got to do ads. Because we're certainly not going to advertise Sour Family Farms anymore. No, All right, well, well look, let, me just, well, let me just say one last thing I'm before I leave. Uh, yes. This weekend, we got the Sour Diesel Showcase that's run by Lou over at Gene Traders. Oh, nice. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Awesome. Yep, Lou, Lou from Gene Traders. Everybody's going to be there. Black Rabbit Farms, Seven Leaf, Rosin Dogs, which is me, and New Turp City. Come check out our table. Where's that at? Uh, it's in Manhattan. It's actually at uh, SOB's, which is a really nice nightclub. Sweet. And for those of you on SoundCloud, Rosendog is about six foot four. You should not be able to miss him. Big guy, face covered in hair. There you go. Perfect Probably have a Big Mac or two. I'll definitely have, there'll be some McDonald's involved. Yeah. So. And <laughs> Miss, Miss Rosendog's will be in the house with me no way. for the ladies. Wow, nice. There you go. Wow. Wait, why for the well, ladies? <laughs> he's what, trying what to but, that. but uh, thanks for having me on oh yeah everybody okay. sa everybody says hi from the team so thank you thank you thank Congrats. you for listening for so long thank you we have a good day guys you. here it is yeah. so bees nice Boys. peace dun, 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 dun. yeah we're gonna do ads you can hang out if you want mo Everybody, everybody send yeah. Sour Family Farms a note saying, I heard about you. On the I would want to really buy something from you, but since you don't advertise on the show, yeah. I'm going to find the bro. Whoa, whoa, not the yeah. bro. Yep. Yes, sir. So if you want to grow organically, uh, and you need to contact buildthesoil.com. And, of course, if you want to get the deal, you got to call them direct at 855-877-SOIL. Go online, look at their products. You'll realize these guys have everything that nobody else has. And they have their own lines. And they're obviously, uh, if you want to pick up soil, but also IPM products. And, um, you know, like they've got ferments from our buddy Miles. And they've got a bunch of other great products. Pretty much like, again, everything you see here, like you can, if you do, if you can get it in a grow shop, it's because it comes from Build a Soil because there's really <laughs> no other source for a lot of these things. And, uh, Jeremy's been doing this for years and also he's got a really good uh, online presence as far as like side by sides and he's got like, you know, he'll, he'll run you through everything very clearly. 877-SOIL. Go to the website, find what you want, but when you want to place the order, you got to give him a call and ask for the done deal. Green Farms. Medical patients in Colorado Springs. I know you're there because that's the only thing they have down there. There are no recreational patients down there. So if you have your med card, go to greenfarmsmed.com or go head over to their store. He has spent the last six, eight months just filling his shelves with all the best products in Colorado. Does he carry apothecary? Yeah, we do. We process for Green Farms. Well, you guys set that up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and they've got that. Turbo core. 
Turbo See, Corn. Have you seen those Turbo Corn? Yeah, shove the raw, the shove it in there. Right into the joint, right into the tuchus. And uh, so just go to greenfarmsmed.com. If you don't have a med card, um, we'll have this in the rotation next week, but you can go to Holos Health in Boulder and ask for the done deal, and you'll get 20 bucks off your visit to see the doctor. So if you can get your med card that way. Bum, bum. I'm sure you guys are using Green Bros, and I'm, I'm really taking a leap here, hoping you do. No, well, we already had confirmation last time when he was That's on. Right. It's the only thing they accept. Right? Yeah, That's yeah. It. The only the only material we accept is from the Green Bros trimmer because it's not all fucking heat. It doesn't mess it up. But we don't use one ourselves. Bam. No, well, you guys don't. You guys are only doing super hand trimmy. They're solid though. Those Green Bros, they're they're solid. They work well, and they, and, they well they the and trim. they really think of like it's you can get auto lo- like if you're really doing volume, you can get it where it loads it automatically and it comes mm-hmm. out. So it's like you can just stand there and just go. It's it's really the only trim trim machine I I would use if I was going to use one. I've used it before. It's a great great machine. I mean, like the 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 problem with the other barrel ones is there's just that all that suction and there's all that heat kind of friction heat because you get these little black discs of like chlorophyll mixed with resin you know what i mean you're just like okay everything up vinny's playing us off we spend too long on green bros or something what was that that's how he does all right Um, these guys apothecary yeah farms is no is it apothecary farms apothecary extracts so what are we always either one works the farms is our retail outlet and extracts is our processing you know what i'm saying so many instagram accounts oh my goodness it's bad What else can we tell you? Go do your ad. Come on. Mark would normally do it. it. Yeah, Mark's not here. Normally he does the ad because we're just like, Mark, this is your thing. And he goes, He always sounds like he's reading, but he's really not. Because he likes it so much. So try to make it sound like you're reading. Pretend. (laughs) (laughs) I have bad eyes and can't read any of this stuff. You don't have to read. You just have to make it. Just do a little spiel. Yeah, yeah. We're Apothecary Farms, Apothecary Extracts. Single source, we operate in Colorado and Oklahoma, focus on concentrates, hydrocarbon, and solventless. Concentrate on concentrate. And let's just say this. They operate in Colorado and Oklahoma, but if you are a legal entity looking to have a partner in an emerging state right now, I am pretty sure they would love to hear from you, and they will take their SOPs on the road, train your staff, figure out what's a a good... uh, revenue share and uh, move forward with i mean they they literally were the first company when i asked mark you know who should we get to advertise on the show he's like i love this company apothecary extracts so and we love mark uh, (laughs) you you know what you should probably send mark i see you have that trip you send people on if they have a gajillion points yep. or something. Uh, you should just send that. Mark and Schmoopsy to, uh, yeah, they, to, you know, to Mexico. Yeah, to Mexico. Send them off. Send them. Just send them. And make sure it's on a Friday night yes, so that he can't go and Schmoopsy <laughs> has to go without him. There yeah. we go. Okay. All organic. And wait, oh, so let's, let's talk. What 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 does a, a customer get when they walk into Apothecary Farms and say they want the done deal? Uh, right now, right now they get a a gram of ambrosia and an infused joint for twenty or your twenty five dollars, I believe. Yeah. yeah, deal. Yeah, it's a done deal. It's, it's a done, done deal. deal. It's the done deal yeah. right there. All right, Dabex. Oh shit! Oh yeah, these are great. So you were the first person we gave a Dabex to when they sent us those. Yeah, we How's love that Dabex. How's that yeah. feel? That so, <laughs> this is the most highly engineered. And you've had it since. So, and, and you haven't had changed your thing and you haven't right. done anything. You haven't no, cleaned it barely except for the. Never went out. Right. No. There you go. They're great. Yeah. Right. Built to last. Um, 
Especially if you've had any of the other units, you've been through it like, oh my God, I'm on my fifth fucking atomizer or whatever. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I had, you know, I've been through so many. I was buying them in bulk at one point just to have them and backed up, you know what I mean? And I'd buy them in bulk and two of them wouldn't even work, you know what I mean? Like out of the gate. I'd be like, are you kidding me right now? So that's that. And you don't have to clean it. That's also huge. Yeah. And well, you don't have to give it the rigorous clean. You clean it in between. You do these little in between cleans, but like you don't clean it. Yeah, you can soak it. You can soak it too. I don't know if you've ever soaked it. Oh, yeah. That's the best way. Just overnight. Yeah. It's ready in the morning. So we got ours in November at um, MJ BizCon. And up until that point, been using a competitor's rig that had a counter on it. And I was constantly like when you, you know, you, it synced. Yeah, I was always on their leaderboard somewhere. You could always find me up there. So this doesn't have a counter, but I haven't replaced anything on it. So it's almost June. This is wow. six and a half, seven months. It still works as good. You know, the one thing I did do is I broke the tiny little piece on the cover that goes over the batteries. Dave. Dave, you know? fucking get you. That's it. You oh, fucking guy. You know, Can't so take you anywhere. you want to go to dabx.com and any product you buy there, either the Rocket or the Go, and don't get me started. This looks like a Rocket. Oh. This should be called the Rocket. Oh. Not a word go. But don't get what, me you know, going. 20% off your order if you enter done deal. I even had my buddies in Spain tell me that they're ordering them there and it's getting sent to them in Spain. There wow. we go. So, That's awesome. Um, dabx.com or dabx on Instagram, dabx USA. If you get one, take a picture. My favorite. Oh, you do this ad, Vin. Go ahead, Vin. Me? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm my favorite. That's my it. You fucked favorite. up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, shop, hey, for sure, get your subscription to this place. Ozocoffee.com. Enter Done Deal 23 at checkout. You have to get the subscription because you know what? You just want to try everything just we have Just try there. it out first. Hone in on what you want. like. Yeah. And, and that's it. And you'll figure it out. I am a Mocha Java fan. I am just telling you, I like that strain. I like that, the that breakfast bean. I like the Honduras one, and I like the uh, Cozy Cabin, man. The Cozy Cabin was Oh, that's shit. the that kicks you in the tuchus. Yeah, the Cozy yeah. Cabin is like, wow. Yeah. It's like, you, know, you go like, holy shit. That's yeah. some good shit. You start looking at your cup like you're looking at your joint. You go, what the fuck is that? that? <laughs> What's in there? So ozocoffee.com, <laughs> done deal 23, all one word. Soon to be uh, available here at Soha. Yeah. Cafe. Once we open, we're getting so close, guys. We're only weeks away. Weeks, maybe, maybe, maybe a month. Maybe a month. Maybe a month. <laughs> maybe. I'm gonna keep it. Ozocoffee.com. <laughs> yes, sir. Fourteener. Oh. So look, another one of your partners here. We love Fourteener. I I walked into Fourteener in 2010 and tried a strain called the Truth. Fell in love with that company. Fell in love with all the guys there. My son has been working there since his 21st birthday. <clears throat> he runs the garden with Reed. Um, they make a strain that uh, called DJC, which is a it's deadhead the best Jamaican one. cross. Thank you, thank you, thank you. They I love think. it. <laughs> no, it's it's their it's their biggest. It it's their biggest producer. It extracts well. Um, complains, a lot. Flower. complains a lot. Complains a lot. Very complainy plant. Not on <laughs> camera though. <laughs> There's the DJC right there. There it is. The, um, it's got Dave's face on it. I know, right? That's not. <laughs> Come on now. Whatever. <laughs> yes, that's my face. So click the pre-order button, and here's the deal. 
you enter done deal, you get 20% off of everything on their pre-orders. Okay? Mm. They have rosin there for under 30 bucks a gram. So 20 bu- 20% off. Killer deal. It's amazing. Okay? 14erbolder.com. Place your pre-order. You cannot go down and window shop there and then ask for the done deal while standing there really loud. Please don't do that. We're trying to track how well this works due to our online presence. So place a pre-order. It, it will be filled in five minutes. Do it from the parking lot if you have to. Stash logics. You must have an expectation of privacy when driving in the state of Colorado. Any where in the cab of your car can be searched for any reason to protect the officer's safety. We had Jeff Gard come on the show, and that's what he said. That's bullshit. So the only way you can have an expectation of privacy is to have anything you don't want looked at in your locked trunk. Mm. But if you don't have a trunk, like so many of us don't, driving SUVs, you want to have a stash lockable box. Okay. You're definitely going to jail. You're going. You're going down. I got mine right here. There it is. Okay. You should have yours. You go to stashlogicswithanx.com, enter Dundeal at checkout. You get 20% off your order. It, it will be the smartest purchase you make today. Mm. Take us a bag. Listen, if you're buying mushroom grow bags or even some type of home cultivation grow bag, wherever you're buying it from, they're getting it from our boy at Pegasus Bags. So go to PegasusBags.com, enter done deal at checkout. You get 10% off your order. Don't say 10% isn't enough because realize you, when you buy it, you, you're like three middlemen in the way. That goes away when you go to PegasusBags.com. Buy their plastic eating fungi. Buy thousands of bags, please. Great company, great guy. Ask him any questions as well. He's been on the show several times. I'm feeling fucking zooted. Yeah. <laughs> Bangers. Bangers. California licensed companies. California. If, if you want to get into the pre-roll space, these guys are the wow. shit. Okay. And they use Green Bros equipment as well. Yeah. So they have a technology cool. of, of rolling pre-rolls. And we were not pre-roll fans. I roll joints all day on the show here. But their pre-rolls... Or something else. They were good. The mm. tech worked. It's not their flower. They roll your flower. So hit up bangers, B A N G E R S dot com. Bangers. Hempen.com. Oh, this guy's going to be the happiest guy soon. Going to have so much. He's going to have so much licorice. Oh, yeah. He'll be calling her during Patreon probably. Expect yeah, lots of licorice products coming soon from the Hempen Company. He'll be putting it in his knees. But if you need CBD that works, uh, contact them and. Obviously, you want to get the done deal because if two sees it comes from the show, he's going to give you two for one because that's what two does. He's very generous. When your name's two, you know, usually giving you out two, two is not a big double He made down. me tacos the other day. They were great. Tiger's Blood? Tiger's Blood tacos? No. No, I had his tacos in the mortuary. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he, I, he showed me where he has his bed. The mortuary? His bed is oh, where the dead body would have been. Yeah. But it's, a, it's a morgue, though. It's not really a mortuary. There were dead people. No one's ever died there. No, no one's ever died. <laughs> already That's dead. what I said. No one's ever died there. And it just you got to mention the done deal somewhere in your order. It's helping people worldwide. Yes, yeah, worldwide, man. No, definitely. He said it to Africa. Cece gave a bunch to her. So check this out. Yo Tip sent us oh. some new stuff here. Oh, so yeah, I didn't they that. have Yo Papers. Mm-hmm. They have Yo. Filters. Cones. Your mamas? They have 
here. Yo, <laughs> yo crutches. Maybe one day. They have yo cones. Okay, I haven't okay, opened okay, the cone okay. yet. So you want to go to yoproducts.com or mm. yotip.com or yoproducts on Instagram. If you enter done deal at checkout, you get 10% off. What do you, off what your do you think order. about the hit on those? Perfect, right? Oh, I love it. I mean, it you notice good, good flow. You yeah. notice that it's like even just having that little separation between the joint makes the air mix a little bit better. And it's perfect. It, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, let's face it. Conference season is coming up. Everyone's going to get on the road. You're going to have your summer festivals. You're going to be smoking joints everywhere. You don't want to get the look flu. Well, usually what I do is I always like, plague. you roll you a bunch, the and then you no. take this couple hits and you hand it, and you just be like, all right, it's all good. No. Later, <laughs> and then you let it keep going. And you just have to roll like 20 joints before you go out because you're just never going to get them back. You know? Out there planting seeds. Because we've Share all been through that, right, Mo? The, the um, cannabis cough. After the cannabis cup every year, we'd all be sick. <laughs> so we all learn that quickly. The the cup croup, the cup croup, the can of cough, the yeah, it was always the always flu. the wook flu now is the new one. Yeah, <laughs> you know what's funny was that that at that wook fest uh, thing, everybody got it right. It was like yeah. wook. Yeah, they literally. Who? Yair. Yair. Yeah. Oh, what? Like right after he sold Davida. Oh no, I'm talking about that wook fest the other day, uh, last like a month ago. Remember they had that wook fest? You oh. were supposed to go that glass thing and then everybody got everybody got sick Las vegas no it was no, here no, no, no. it was here it was here and everybody literally like later it was like somebody posted like dude everybody went down for like days after because it was like <laughs> it was, like they lived up to their name dude it was the wook fest and they everyone got the wook well back to your products for a second we, we interviewed <laughs> cheech and chong on the show and mm -hmm. literally while we were talking about the we, we hadn't been talking about it he pulls out this like long uh wizard type of tip like Corella DeVille and I'm like it looks like a yo tip and he literally reaches off camera and he's like oh I got those right here man and he pulls the box out on camera it's like the greatest ad uh, that could have yeah. ever happened couldn't be yeah. better can't be better than that so well, cultured biologics if you're an organic grower this is the company you want to talk to you want to find them on Instagram it's got a lot of dots in the cultured that's how you know it's you'll, you'll see it <laughs> see you dot this well, dot that that's it water soluble that's by weight everybody i know carbon based it loves it carbon based check it out amazing amazing product might want to get you guys some samples if you straight want up to. yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll take samples yeah. let's go <laughs> i need some samples <laughs> i take samples yeah cultured biologics you make sure you ask for the done deal no photosynthesis plus i don't typically i'm you know doing most of my own cultures uh different species at uh fermenting them and I'll get you guys some. Okay, I'll check them out. <laughs> check them out. It's a winner. You know what I just noticed? This it's a winner. It smells amazing. It smells like great. <laughs> 6 it does, though. Once you love it, you love it. Like, you're well, like, oh, man, that was fun. Adam's you, wife, after growing with it, told him that it was the best weed that he's ever grown. Yeah. Made Aww. me feel really bad. Damn. I've never grown good weed, basically, is what she was trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> so you never really grew good weed. I was like, wait a minute. VerdeNatural.com. If you're shopping online, you enter a pre order code done deal, you're going to get, oh God, 10%. I'm, you, you get off, you get a percentage. Did we get it figured out about the Denver spot or not? not they're in the not works. Ask. They're in the I works. I, well, I will bring it up to him. I totally forgot. I, okay. I did I'm not mention it. But he's, he, watch, he listens sometimes and he sees the ad. So, um, Dab Logic. Or Verde Natural, enter Dundeal at checkout, click that shop online button. I know it works in Boulder. Um, they have right now an amazing deal of eight grams of apothecary extracts 
a Verde flower for 75 bucks out the door. Killer deal. Yeah, so you want to go head down. Crazy. Get, just do the pre-order. Go pick it up. Um, they're, they're the shit. I mean, we've known... We've known Chuck a really long time, and Julian is oh, like a Jedi. Oh, Lemon Chuck. You know Lemon Chuck. Jedi well, Knight of, of rosin extraction. Let's go with Turp Wipes. This is the only thing you need to know. TerpWipes.com slash done deal. No promo code. It'll say coupon calculated successfully. Get the subscription. This is the one product you want to have with a DabX. Okay? And just to have it in general, cleans everything up. If you have an atom in your life, you have to have turp wipes. Oh, yeah, okay, he's a messy smoker. <laughs> I'll be going. I'll be like so happy when I have if, start getting low. Then you start needing them more and more. Ah. Another great because you can use them for everything. Clean your phone. Clean this. Clean that. Just like Katie, the landlady over your here, earbuds. we used to do our show from her house. We used to have this table there, and literally stuff would just attract and get stuck yep. everywhere <laughs> around him until we got the turp wipes. Then he can clean everything up. Turpwipes.com slash done deal. Good shit. File three six five. Oh yeah. We've talked about him several times. You got to know when we're talking about you during the show that we we do we really do care about you. So if you're um, a commercial company right now anywhere in the United States, growing in any medium, you want to reach out to Tim at Bio three sixty five or send an email to Dundeal at adamdunshow.com. We'll get you in touch. They'll send you a pallet. Okay. They'll design the soil, the cocoa to compete with what you're using right now. You're going to tell them what you want. They're going to send it to you. You're going to try it side by side. You'll see the difference. So bio365.com. No. Damn, this peanut butter is good. I'm just saying, If you do you have pets? Do you have a dog? Uh, no, not what? Kid. I have kids. Of course. You're in Colorado. You don't grab, have a dog. I, I you have, have a beard. You have everything How but do a you dog. Want, I, know, I, know. <laughs> I want one so bad, and my kids do too. I have a baby. Yeah, that's... Go grab a Num Nuts. That's a little more important. A little more important than the dog at the moment. Numnutsco.com. Enter Dundee at checkout. You get 20% off your order. They ship anywhere in the United States. If you're a medical patient in Colorado, you can go to the Finder on their page, their THC side. Click their drops. You'll find out where it is. 1,000 milligram peanut butter. Mm. Is fucking amazing. It was the way we got through the 5280 challenge. Because uh, we had a thousand milligrams right there, and I think we finished at nineteen hundred a piece. There were Jesus. three of us. Yeah, so we made. If it he's at Target picking out curtains, we were originally going like, for fifty-two eighty each, that. but then if we he, realized maybe it's better yeah. just to combine it. Maybe we get, we might be able to get through this. The show we did, was twelve hours. We did a twelve-hour show, longer. so we had wow. to stretch it all through. So, yeah. so you know, twelve yeah. hours and a couple thousand milligrams. Numb nuts got us. Through. Definitely get to you. <laughs> Amazing, amazing. But peanut butter is like the best medium. If you think about it, like you're like, okay, wait a minute. Oil. It is a pail. It's got a lot of oil. Oh yeah, the pail. The pail of peanut butter. But you, (laughs) the the cinnamon almond butter (laughs) is like no nut butter you've ever had. Very sophisticated. Very sophisticated. sophisticated. I love nut butter. Yeah. Oh, that's a drop. We're using it again. (laughs) Established technology is what S Tech stands for. Jack's been in business for over 22 years. He owns. Next week we're gonna go hard on the. Tech because it's the giveaway. Plus, I have another guest coming into oh, the studio damn. who's growing actually with Bio365 and Estec and just crushing game. So sweet. Did Vinny, did you get that when Adam's going to go hard on Estec? We're good. <laughs> <laughs> He's got all the drops here. Don't you worry. 
hard, hard, hard. So it, um, 27 it, times a day. If you want to lamp your garden, just give us a call. Send an email to dundeal at adamdunshow.com. Or if you know Odie, just call him directly. He answers the phone 24 7. Oh, yeah. So anytime, especially day if it's night, really late at night, call just him. call Odie <laughs> and he will take care of whatever you need. The reason why that Jack pivoted to cannabis is because of the lensing technology he has. He can build it cheaper, he can build it better, and he's been Faster? Did you say faster? No, I'm not using the bio. It's weird. But he used to make street lights. So he had to get the light from way up high to way down low. And it adapted well for cannabis. So you're a grower out there. You you really want to start testing. Now next week, I tell you, next week we're gonna show some Gonna yeah, you're gonna go photos. hard. We're going hard, bro. Next week's go hard. It's go hard week next week. Brent, you getting all this? Yes. Okay, good. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Good. Get the man some water. He got water. Okay. here now. Oh yes. Dot com. Also, here now is coming on next week with some heat too. So we have a busy week next week. So everyone, he's gonna be in the studio, and Tom will be in studio. Our Florida friend. Really? Oh yeah. wow, that's great. Raging, raging next week. It's a rager. Uh, check well, out seedsherenow.com for 70 plus breeders. Um, all sorts of specials going down. He's like crazy Eddie's these days, so you got to check them out because they're, they're on insane. fire. Insane. The perps. Oh, look at that. Old school. Old school. Seedsherenow.com. That's right. All right, back to. Uh... Merch. Da, 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 da. Go to adamdunshow.com for uh, merch, forward slash merch, and you can check out all of our merch, obviously. Wear that shirt through the grocery store. <clears throat> and uh, I do. What's that? Of course you do. Yes, and you can get the beautiful designs you see me wearing right now, and you can also pick up some. Those are some of the, like, some of those are never, we, we made them years and years ago, never ever put them out, so they're Undecided. Now they're out. Yep, the mm. Swallows new, a few other ones, but support the show. Check us out, and uh, I like that. Yeah, some good stuff. And uh, everyone, check out uh, the one episode of uh, Growing Belushi, where Mo makes an appearance as Belushi. Second goes season, coast to coast. Fourth episode or something like that. Last, like the uh, I think episode? it's the third, third season, fourth episode. Oh, third season, yeah. Even. Okay, there you go. Oh, look at the that. most recent. I'm not sure. It's not on YouTube. Yeah, I've looked. I, I think it, I think they put something on YouTube, like little clips or something. Maybe. Yeah, I was. I I literally had to go get somebody's code to watch it. So. I know everyone does. I know it's it's a funny thing. It's like everyone. Like I use my mom's. Thing. It's like no one, no one has TV anymore. It's like your mom. You gotta find some. Gotta find your mom. Call your mom. Get her code. Uh, watch the show. Can I watch TV, mom? Well, we are gonna. Uh, we, we're gonna finish the show now, but we're also going back on with Patreon. So if you want to hang out, Mo, if you want to give an excuse to hang out with more, yeah, if you, if you learn, can. Yeah. you don't have to, but yeah, you can. Yeah. We'll, no, we'll, I, I'm, I'll hang out a little bit. I'll just run inside real quick. No, we're taking a ten minute. We're taking a ten minute break anyway, so yeah. it's perfect. We take a ten minute break, oh, yeah, good. and then jump back on the sure. same link, and then we'll thank be on our Brent Patreon. And Zach for coming on the show, and thank, thank you for supporting being us. Here. Thanks for go back into the show and watch the slow progression of them getting super stoned, and you will be like, hey, those guys get really out. <laughs> thanks a lot yeah. for having me on thank yeah. you thank man you guys. as fun, usual man. and thank everybody and thanks uh Roz and dogs for coming through congratulations on all those wins you are the sour diesel king now yeah. no he's a great guy sour really, diesel. he he put us up in his home when we were in new york you know that's a right. great guy 
See you guys next he week. He may finish his basement after all this. Maybe. Maybe, if he's lucky. Um, all right. I want to see you guys uh, next week, or I'll see you on Patreon in 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Peace oh, out, peace. everybody. Everyone send hate mail to Brent for not oh, bringing us those so baseball jerseys. Oh, my God, Brent. Yeah. I can't believe it. I walked away. We could have been team members if we had the right uniforms. Put me in, coach. I'm ready to play today. What are you doing, Vinny? What am I doing? Outro. What are you doing? We're done. We're done? Yes, sir. Oh, okay. Well, you weren't watching the show? No, I was outside for a little bit. Wow. No, we are finished. (laughs) We are done, guys. Uh, No, I'm good. Shout out to... Shout out to my beautiful wife, Cece, also, since oh, I didn't say that. You licorice. didn't hear that. You didn't get the... Oh, and the licorice, licorice has mafia. arrived. Yeah, yes, the licorice mafia has down. arrived. Yeah, open it oh, up on Patreon. Please. Whoa. Oh, jeez. Such aggression. Oh, All right. Good you night. Can, you can get up and go. Bye, Felicia. I'm being right to the end. Every one of the top 40 records being played on every radio station in the Sweet. Some call it sense of the tea. And some people call it.